in five, four, three, two, one. Are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody. It is Thursday, June 15th, the Ides of June, as they say, here on uh, the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. On the air today from 3.06 until 6 o'clock here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know it's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford. Here with Trevor Kelsey, once again on a Thursday, once again in Jeffersonville, Indiana, crossing the bridge. A little bit late today, it's, it's my fault, hand up. Did not realize how low the car was on gas. This is the second time, we talked about this when this happened like three or four months ago. Second time in, in three or four months where I've gone below zero on the, the gas, where it's been like, you need to refuel, what are you doing? You're a moron, please stop. And so I, I thought I could make it over here, I couldn't. I had to stop early, and then I realized the exit that I got off on, there was like no gas station really that close, which just delayed. I, I knew I could make it, but I, 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 it just delayed me getting over here. It's, it's my fault. Did you get off exit two? No, I, it was, but I had to get off before I crossed the bridge because I, I hit zero like very early on coming over here, and I was like, uh, oh, I thought I had, I thought, I thought I had more time. I thought I had more time than this. <laughs> but I'm out of, I'm out of gas because, and we've talked about this has been the week of. Minor to not so minor annoyances for me as we get ready for vacation next week. And today, I'm not going to say it took the cake, but it was definitely a, another, should have been an easy thing, should not have taken up this much of my day. I had a doctor's appointment at 1045, or so I thought. Ooh. I show up to the doctor, and they're like, we can't, we can't find your appointment. And after a little bit of searching, she's like, we can't find your appointment because it was supposed to be yesterday. And I, I'm like, I know for a fact the girl told me, because I just set this up like late last week. I put it right in my phone. And I knew it because I had the, the car thing scheduled for Tuesday. I was like, well, Wednesday, I might need to get something done. So we'll do Thursday. And they were like, well, we can fit you in at 1130. And so I'm like, okay, cool. It's just enough time for me to not be able to do anything, but like way too much time for me to sit here and, and for 45 minutes for the appointment. Wouldn't they have called you like the day before your appointment to remind you or day of? I know that like I had like a my chart reminder. We, for Norton customers, if you, you have the, you know, the, the my chart. And like I just I didn't even look at it because I knew that I knew it was Thursday. I it just made the appointment, so I, that's on me again. I probably should have at least looked and see what they said. But so I go like sit in my car and listen to the radio, listen to a little KRC for the, the ten minutes that from the nine to eleven showing, um, 
look at my my phone for a little bit, go back in there at like eleven twenty, still don't get back there till like twelve. And when I do, the the nurse technician you know, she, who meets with you before the doctor, she comes back there and she's like, "So we're looking at your leg today." And I was like, "We we are, we are." I I don't think so. I'm like, the leg seems to be one of the few things that's that's working for me these days. I think we're I think we're okay on that front. And I guess the the the, the, the woman who had also misscheduled my appointment instead of liver had written leg uh, on the, the the form, which is a a noticeable difference. It, it's gonna make it's gonna make a little bit of a difference. Thought I had bad handwriting. Yeah, so that day I was like, no, I was like, I've got, I, I think I talked about it before, I've got this this kind of thing on my liver that had been looked at six months ago, was, you know, sort of, it's like, it's okay for now, but like, let's keep an eye on that. So I needed to schedule my six months later appointment, but yeah, not the leg, the liver. And after that, it was fine, but it was just like, good Lord, like nothing has just gone right this week. It just makes me, we were talking yesterday about the vacation and how it's, it's not really a vacation. It's watching your kids in a different state. I just need to get away. I, I just need like a break from minor day-to-day life around here i don't care if it, stuff goes wrong down there at least i won't have it won't be like doctor car fixed gas appointments work it's just like it's just it'll be like oh the restaurant went poorly oh my kid's screaming what else is new that's fine so i, I shanked my golf ball yeah exactly i'm looking forward to just vacation just to get away from these minor annoyances anyways how have you been today tk how was your that was your wednesday night big time aew i hear yeah fun aew show last night uh Played a little bit of the new PS5 last night for a while, uh, so I didn't get a lot of movie and TV watching. Just pretty much just the wrestling. So you got the games downloaded now. I got the games. I'm da- I got my baseball and my FIFA downloaded. Still downloading Red Dead, but that's okay. It takes a while. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to put in there. But I, I, I started my dynasty with the uh, the Blue Jays last night. At a boy. Uh, I did make one minor trade. I sent. Uh, I did acquire a few players from the Reds. Oh uh, yeah, I made, I made a few moves. I went on and I sent uh, Whit Merrifield, Brandon Belt, and uh, Dalton uh, Varsho to the Reds for uh, Vado Green and Ella De La Cruz. Classic Nick Craw trade. Just, <laughs> just no idea what he's doing. I mean, giving I, up the farm for nobody. I mean, I gave up. I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, those are three pretty good players. Uh, Varsho's a good outfielder. He's he's young. The game sounds realistic. That's all <laughs> I can say. Well, it does help when you put forced trades on. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> and then of course, uh, Cruz, uh, was, uh, is only like a 72. So he's now more closer to like a, you know, Billy Hamilton meets Ricky Henderson like player. Uh, he is my leadoff guy and, uh, he's got a couple home runs already. So, a boy. uh, he's so yeah, the, the team's looking good. Team's looking solid. And, uh, other than that, it was pretty much a, uh, pretty much an uneventful, uh, night in the, the, the Kelsey Manor. I do have one question is, the Ides of June are thing a real thing? Well, no, it's just the you know, it's the fifteenth. <laughs> okay, because I was making sure like, I knew March. Well, I mean, technically it is because it's you know, it's is, the fifteenth. Is it the fifteenth of any month? Can that yeah. be said? Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Look at me, I'm learning today. Yeah, Ides of June. I mean, it's not. I mean, the Ides of March is from Julius Caesar. So yeah, it's when he got killed, right? That's is correct. A two brutai. A two TK. Yeah, there you go. See, I, I paid a little bit of attention. Like, I earned that Latin club pose, that T-shirt. <laughs> I, I didn't pay for it, but I earned it. <laughs> we read Julius Caesar freshman year of high school, and I got in trouble because I kept saying Publius Pubius, and it was it got honestly. To be fair, I did drive it at the ground. I got a couple laughs. She knew what I was doing. Our English teacher did, and then I just kept doing it. It was too much. I deserved to be to be, to be called out for it. She's like, I know what you're doing. I was like, I'm sorry. 
I'll I don't say public. I don't think I've ever. I just. I don't. I just happen to. Just, it seems to be in it common knowledge. Just the Ides of March, and it's. I think so. Yeah, Caesar. I mean, even I know it, it's common knowledge, right? He's dead. He's dead. Dies. Dies in the, in, in the play. Died. For dead. His, died for a salad. Boom. Dead. No, but I just means like middle of the month. Okay. Yeah. Is there are thirty days in June or thirty-one. There are thirty. Okay. Yeah. I never can remember which month has which days when I went, unless I'm in it. It's tough sometimes. Yeah. Isn't, I there, get isn't it. there like a way to remember that? Like one of those like like sayings that people have. Probably. <laughs> I think it's what March, May, July, October, and. Well, August too, and then December. I think it's every other month besides February. Okay. Now it's just a matter of much going in the order of remembering every other month. Yeah, there you go. It's pretty, yeah, that's pretty pretty easy way to get it. July, next month, 31 days, right? But then August is 31 days too. <laughs> so now I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm confused. This is why they put a calendar on my phone. <laughs> I think besides July and August, it's every other. Are we sure it is 30 days this month? Yes. I, I can tell you, June is is thirty one is thirty is thirty days. Thirty two. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I just yeah, we, we need this week to get over with. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've got things. But yeah, December, January, back to back thirty one. Right, but they, not technically back to back. Calendar's year starts over. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's every other besides August and July are the only 31s that are back-to-back in the calendar year. I feel confident in saying that. I feel good about that. I would have got my diploma if I hadn't if I'd gone to and that And then everything class. is 30 besides February. So you see? Yeah. There, there Which we go. is sometimes It's straightened 29. out. We're good. Uh, appreciate all the, the listeners last night. I got hit by multiple people both on the text line, uh, on Twitter. A couple people hit, hit me up on Instagram DM because I talked about getting the new iPhone and – how like, it always stays on. It always just, it doesn't just turn off when you hit the side button or when your notifications go away. It just stays permanently tinted. And I figured there was probably a, a way to change that. It just seems like a, a feature that, you know, it, it's pretty it's, stupid. It, it's a big change from what has been with iPhones in the past. And sure enough, people hit me up and, and let me know. Quick fix, bam, bam, bam. Don't, you know, don't, don't kill yourself over this thing. It's not a big deal. Now you get your black screen back. And that's, uh, that's, that's what's happening. You so, happy now? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm also happy. Are you ready for – I'm going to do this like six times during the show. I can't wait. Your first U.S. Open update of the day. Oh, I need to come up with a song, don't I? Now, are we talking tennis or golf? We're talking golf. Okay. Because <clears throat> either one I, I, I really don't care about. But, I mean – I think we're establishing quickly that you don't care about most sports. No, it's not true. Hate the NBA. Hate golf. Hate tennis. I don't hate the NBA – Oh, you hate the NBA. Se. I hate the exact words were like you hate the NBA. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't hate golf. It just bores me. I, I, I could. You like the NFL? We've established I that. I love the and NFL and really not much else. I like Major League Baseball. Yeah, but you say you don't watch it that much. No, I don't. I don't watch it as much as I probably could, but I do like. I like soccer. I like wrestling. You do like wrestling. I like. Uh, I, I like. I've watched a lot of hockey this year. There you go. No, Your first update from no. the the Los Angeles Country Club. My again, my my best friend Weber, who was at the PGA last month, is at this tournament. He's just making his rounds to all the the major golf tournaments. Another name drop. Uh, well, not really a name drop. It's just a friend I have who's He's there. your best friend. He is my best friend. I know. But Ricky Fowler, who has not won the PGA Tour in a long time, his career was declared dead a year ago. He's had a nice little comeback season, but has not won. Leads the U.S. Open six under through thirteen holes. Xander Shoffley, who can never get it done in majors, but is never. one of the best players to, to never win a major, is second at five under. And then Ryan Fox, the New Zealand-born, I was going to say Aussie, but he's not. But Aussie, the, Aussie, Kiwi, Aussie. the Kiwi 
he's 300 par. Nobody else is better than than 300. But Scotty Scheffler, number two player in the world, joins a host of players at minus two. It's all happening out there. The rough is thick. This is the tournament where they want to embarrass the pros. They want to make you feel bad about yourself. And yet Ricky Fowler just tearing it up. Yep. 600 through 13. Is he your pick now, CK? Uh, I'm leaning towards Fox. Ryan, you're a Ryan Fox guy. I'm on Fox Watch. I took him on my fantasy team for this tournament, and I got a lot of grief from, from friends, and I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. What he's does, red hot. What does the Fox say? Red, the Fox says he's had three top 30 finishes right. in the last three tournaments at tough courses. I picture him talking like he, instead of saying Mox, he's saying Fox in his interviews. Ryan Fox is just one man. He's just one man. He can only do so much. You're a scary superstar. <laughs> Foxy Fox? That doesn't sound as well. <laughs> Fox, you're a scary superstar. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Look at my window. <laughs> Starting quarterback. For- the 39th ranked golfer on the PGA <laughs> Tour, Ryan Fox. Did uh, you know that's Mark Fox's second uh, cousin? I did not know that. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Can you prove me wrong? I don't think Mark. Well, I don't think Mark Fox is from New Zealand. <laughs> you don't know that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's where he met Ted McG- uh, McGinnis or whatever his name was. Okay, uh, uh, assistant coach McManus. <laughs> we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. And our Thornton Thornton's hooking up with the best deals all summer long. Just download that refreshing rewards app. They've always got something good for you. Gas prices are booming again for some booming. reason. Uh, I noticed that one when I had to get gas on the way over. I was like, three ninety nine, good Lord. And I unfortunately could not stop at a Thornton's because my, my hand was forced. But if I had stopped at a Thornton's and I did have the Refreshing Rewards app and I'd used that bad boy, I would have saved so much money on that gas fill-up. And I could have gone inside if I had more time and gotten a delicious cup of coffee, a delicious Thornton's fountain drink for just $0.89. Mm-hmm. Cents, or a donut. any number of Thornton Streets with the best prices available via that Refreshing Rewards app. And then I would have texted the, the, the text line just to be like, hey, Mike, don't make this mistake again. Plan your time more accordingly. And I would have done so by texting 502-414-1450. Am I a weird person? I've never really give two bleeps at, like the gas. I've never like complained. I, just, I don't even pay attention to it. I just stop and get gas when I need gas. I think it's one of the strangest things that people go nuts about. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not – you and I are not dripping with money over here. No, so far we can, from it, yeah. But like, the, the fact that people will like – Drive out of their way Never to save what a buck twenty five when it comes down to it for a full tank. <laughs> Which it, they'll, they'll spend three dollars in gas to do it. I it mean. makes no sense to me. I've never understood why. Like when I see the gas price, I think it's just something that you you grow up and like because it's been such a constant in your life. You've always known what the gas price is, and you see it so frequently, it becomes an easy thing to complain about. It'd be like if you somehow passed the price of milk every day. And you'd be like, oh, my God, milk is going up every day. Like, it would just become more of a common conversation because the price of everything is going up. Yeah, and the price of a lot of stuff fluctuates. There's not we talk about gas because gas is so – it's just – it's omnipresent. You're always passing a gas station. You're always seeing the price, mm-hmm. and you're always talking about it. But, passing gas. Well, you're always, you're always <laughs> passing those that gas. But I think that that's why. But if, we, you know, if there were billboards everywhere, they're like, hey, the, the, the cost of a Barbie doll is this. People are like, oh, my God. Biden, get Barbie doll price under control. You know, it would just be, I think it'd be more of a thing. I'm not, I agree 100%. There's not one thing in my life that I don't pay ex- expensively more than I did when I was, when I started smoking cigarettes. It was a buck fifty a pack of cigarettes. Now I'm paying like five something for a pack. I mean, they could advertise that. People would be outraged, maybe. I don't know. You said milk. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I remember going to White Castle and just thinking it was a joke that a tin sack was actually four twenty. Because <laughs> you still get a tin sack for under like four dollars, 
I mean, now that's I think it's like six something for a tin sack. It's not too much more, but still. I mean, a soft taco Taco Bell's two bucks now. They used to be like seventy five cents. This used to be a proper country. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, and you're right. But gas, I guess, and like everything else, I'm just kind of like, okay. I mean, it's going up. You know, everything gets more expensive. I mean, I know it's it sucks. I look at my tank and it's like you know forty five bucks to fill it up, but I need gas. Right? I mean, is you it, do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I'm with you. I mean, I, yeah, I can sit I there and look at the thing and like, I remember when I used to pay two two dollars a gallon. I mean, I I I, <laughs> I will like I'll I'll look at the price. It's not like I just fill up without looking at it. But you know, today I'm like three ninety nine. But what am I going to do? I I need, I need gas. I'm not going to go. It's like ah, shaking fist at the, at the cloud, and then I just fill up anyway. <laughs> I mean, you got you have to have gas, right? I've got a great topic for us. To we start need food. Today's show. We need water. And this goes right hand in hand. We always feel like I, I feel like we get our old man sort of rants out of the way in the first hour. Yeah. And I, I stumbled upon a post today. And this was via, I guess, rec- like, like a bunch of responses on Reddit. A huge thread on Reddit. I read it's been like getting backlash lately. Well, yeah, they're, like, I don't really know exactly what's going on, but the people who own a bunch of the the groups are like making them private to protest something against the, like the Reddit owners. Never been, I, I, I barely go on Reddit. And I needed yeah. to get, like I had like a video for a post that I, I needed to get. And like, it's like, the only place I could find it was on a Reddit section that was locked. And I was like, <sighs> now I'm inconvenienced. Now, now I'm on the <laughs> protesters side. Now I'm pissed about gas prices. But the, the thing that I'm talking about, and this is, we, we can open this up to the text line. If you have thoughts on this as well, I think some of these that you will agree with some of them, you, you may not agree with, but it's things that you're starting to dislike more as you get older. Things that you liked once, but that you dislike now with age. Like it's like that's something I liked in my teens and twenties, possibly. Yeah. Well, other than walking. Would you care to, to <laughs> guess what what the the most commonly used response was? I'd say music. No. Like my music taste has changed. Well, I mean, but you still like music. Well, that's true. Okay, yeah. Number one is crowds. Yeah. Which I totally can agree with. I can get that, yeah. Although, like, the the one pushback I would have on this personally is, like, I never I never loved crowds. If, if I could always I avoid them, I would like to avoid them. But it wasn't like if we were going to a bar on a Saturday night when I was 22 years old, I was going to be like, oh, it's too crowded. You know, we, we, we were going to go. It was going to be fine. But now if I walk in somewhere and it's, Shoulder to shoulder and all that. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I, I want to go somewhere. I mean, where... most of the time I was going for a crowd would be like a sporting event. And if I'm going to a sporting event now, I want it to be crowded. I do too. I mean, but I'll... I'm probably going to a Louisville game more more often than not. Yeah. I still like kind of, you know, there's there's something nice sometimes when it's not all that crowded. Well, like on an airplane, yeah. yeah. Especially for me. I enjoy the, <laughs> the, the, the lack of lines and the, the space and the ability to you know, move around a little bit. It's nice. But would I prefer it to be fully packed as a fan? Sure. Uh, th- another, this was the, the second was, second response was loud places, namely bars. Seems to go hand in hand with number one, doesn't it? It does. Like, and another one later that kind of fits in this too was, was live music. People like when they're eating don't want, and I totally agree with this. Like I've got, I know some people they are like, we, there's live music there. I'm like, that's reason not to go. It's just like, if I'm, if I'm eating out with friends or like my wife or something, I'd like to enjoy their company. I'd like, I'd like to talk. I want to catch up. I don't want to be like shouting over margaritaville sitting on a patio somewhere like come on but loud bars definitely like like have you walked into a worst example to go to for what you wanted to talk over (laughs) even 
Yeah, for sure. Even in high school, like when I'd walk into like Abercrombie or Hollister, I'm like, it's oh, why? God. Like, why, why? Why? I'm just trying to look at some damn pants. I feel like this is you're, you're rushing me because this music is so loud. I can't take it. Well, I don't want to do that just because I'd look at the pants. I'd see the like the model on the wall wearing it. I'm like, well, I'm not buying these things. <laughs> Number four, and this one does not actually bother me that much, but it drives my wife crazy when they rearrange the grocery store. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. She has talked. <laughs> she, she's actually talked about this since like her twenties. Like she, you know, she gets the, she wants to have a plan of attack when she goes to the grocery store. Like I'm more, if I forget something that's on the other side of the store, whatever, I can just walk over there and get it. If she has walked six aisles and realized she's forgotten, you know, a one steak sauce, it, it ruins her entire day. She's she's lost. She's ruined her plan. She had a plan of attack. It failed. Mission aborted. Like she's just done. And now w- when they rearrange the grocery stores, our our Kroger over there, uh, off Breckenridge Lane has been rearranged recently. Just. Throw it into the abyss. She's just thrown into a tizzy. She has no idea what to do. And it seems like a lot of people agree with this. They, they just they, they can't stand it when something where they've figured out the layout, they're comfortable with the layout, just gets rearranged. They hate it. I've seen that complaint on television shows. Now, number five was leaving the house. I think you can agree with that. That was my number one, two, and three. I like the first response to that was, I don't mind leaving the house as long as it's just into my garden. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've said it a hundred times before. I'll say it a hundred times again. We we continue to, as as human beings, work, work to make indoors a perfection. Why spit in the face of our ancestors by going outside? Number six, you may also agree with this one, people. <laughs> it's just getting darker and darker as you go down the list. I mean, all these, all except for the grocery store list, all have something in common. It's just people just don't not <laughs> just want don't to, want to be around people, yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven is subscriptions to everything. Well, can you even do this? I mean, those have changed in general as we've gotten older anyway as well. I think it's just the notion of having to subscribe to everything. Like if you want, you know, Peacock, oh. Hulu, The Athletic, New York Times, whatever you subscribe to online, like just everything has a subscription. It requires a password, requires a monthly plan. It's obnoxious. Just keep track of it all. Are you a multi-password person? Only if I have to be. Only if it's one of those where it's like they make you, use you need certain, a capital letter yeah. and a crazy figure and yeah, you know, an exclamation point and a number. Yeah, like, like only in that case because my base password is just letters and numbers. I've got a couple like base stuff that I use for like my streaming, but like my bank stuff, I've actually it's in like an ESPN like very it's a password ESPN gave me of random num- letters. They gave Dude. it to me in two thousand four, and I memorized it. It's so funny and that you say that. That's what I use for like my bank and like my important stuff. My base password is one that Yahoo gave me. <laughs> just, you just when, I in, when I was in 2002 in high school. <laughs> Same <clears throat> Mine was like 04. They gave me because I would always forget my password for fantasy football, baseball, whatever, and they would just I just would get a new one like every two weeks because I just could not remember it. And this one that they gave me, it just stuck. I can't explain why. It just stuck, and I've used it for everything for the last 20 years. There's no rhyme or it's just a random group of numbers or letters is mine. That's mine too. And I just I yeah, I just memorized it and I've used it. Now for like like my streaming sites, people who know I've like helped I hooked up and I say they know what that is and that I use that for like most of my almost all my streaming sites have the same one, but yeah, my important stuff has the random letter one. This one I cannot agree with more. Prank influencers. Like the people on social media sites who get off and get all these views by by pranking people in public. Well, that would just be pranks in general, right? I guess, but like I used to like I, I would enjoy some of the the prank stuff growing up. Like the 
I mean, I don't know if it, it, it's it's different, but I, I guess it sort of qualifies like the the Ali G, the Borat, it, all like that stuff was kind of pranky, and some of it's still funny. But like the the people now, the the kids like that are on TikTok, the kids that are on on Instagram that are you know, getting off by you know, doing stuff to people in public. I just it, it just comes off as just so unnecessary, and like I feel like it's, well, it's everywhere now. It's just. It's just an oversaturated version of like hidden camera shows. I also would be terrified if my kid was trying to be like a social media influencer who was doing this because I think it happened in Nashville uh, recently. There was like they were doing like a fake robbery prank, which is just an awful idea. And a kid got shot and killed because, and if you want to know something, kids, the law doesn't differentiate between fake robberies and real robberies. (laughs) If you go to somebody and say, Hey, I've got a gun or I've got a knife or whatever, I want to rob you, like you don't get. Out of being arrested by saying it was a prank, I didn't actually have anything, I wasn't going... Like, you're going to get in significant legal trouble. Don't do that. And that's best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario is somebody is, is is packing, and they pull out the gun, and they shoot you, and they kill you. Which apparently happened to this kid in Nashville. Don't do not do it. I, I, would, I would... If my kid was, like, doing these videos, I'd be terrified. Because nowadays, I mean, you know, you don't know who's got a gun and who doesn't. And you don't know who's willing to use it for something stupid like that. Or if you just scare somebody, boom. Like, it just... just don't do it. Why? Leave it to the professionals like Impractical Jokers. Or just, you know. <laughs> Shout out to True TV. I'm just saying, that's all. That's what the, the, the TikTok people are doing. They're just, it's like watching Honey Boo Boots. It's watching poor amateur television. Number nine says people with no manners. I used to have, uh, I used to be able to put up with it anymore. I feel like the world's just become totally disrespectful. No, that, I, I, even as a teenager, I, I w- it would take me off if, you, if I didn't get a pleaser thank you. The next one, fast food. I used to be a treat when I was a teenager. Now in my mid-30s, I end up with acid reflux, and I feel like I need a nap afterwards. So do I, but I still carry on. Quitter. Modern fast food is not the same as it was 30 years ago. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, that's that's the food as much as much as changed as the person has. There's been studies about the food changing. There has. It's like the Mountain, the Mountain Dew did their throwback a couple years ago, their 1990s throwback, and I was like, hey, this is the stuff that, you know, got me hooked, and... You know, got me addicted, and I was drinking this all the time, and I bought one, and I, I, I swear I couldn't take more than three drinks. It was the, really? the sugar was it's just so sweet. I was like, how did I ever, hey, like, at what point did they wean me from this to what I, you know, I usually drink Mellow Yellow more Mountain Dew anyway, but, you know, it's like, how did they, I don't even remember, like, how did they wean me from one to the other, and how did I ever get hooked on this so bad? Like, this is just, ugh, it was, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't drink it. I was like, I took, like, two drinks, and I was just, I threw it away. I couldn't do it. Here's another one that I agree with. Talking on the phone. I hate talking on the phone. Don't want to do it. Don't care who it is. Don't want to do it. I mean, I'm not. I know you're, you You like talking on the phone. I prefer you? phone over text depending on the It depends on the situation. Like some, like majority of people I text, but some of my friends, like I'll, we'll have like a, we'll, we'll do like an actual conversation like once every few months. Or maybe like once, sometimes maybe once a year. And it'd be like good, you know, like 45 minute conversation or something. And then. The rest of the time is text. I don't like doing it. You used to like it. You used to enjoy it. You I mean, communicate did, with friends does going to the mall count is, or shopping in general? I don't see it on this list, but like, it, that would be something that probably. Like, I, I didn't mind going to the mall or go shopping. We, you know, do some, just, 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 you know, I don't want to say window shopping, but, you know, just walking around, you know, and with no intention of buying anything. Now it's, if I'm going somewhere, I'm buying it, I'm getting it, I'm getting the hell out. 14, drinking alcohol. Like, you and I both have, you know, we had. Big yeah. time drinking days back in the day, and now not not quite as much. No, no. I moved right. to different vices. Person says, uh, wanting a drink as soon as I got home from work. I used, it used to be me. 
having a hard time limiting to myself to one or two, hiding how much I was drinking, etc. Uh, I've been two weeks sober. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I had a problem. I just know that I feel better than I did before. I mean, if he couldn't go without having a drink when he got when he got home, he, yeah, yeah, I think he had a problem. Yeah, see, I never like when I was drinking. It was, I I was never big on like the Wednesday night having a couple beers, or whatever. No. Like, I was drinking specifically for social purposes. Like, I was drinking to get drunk and have a good time. Yeah, if I'm watching a game, if I'm you know, going out to bar, getting ready to go out to bars or at the bar, like I, I'm drinking for social purposes. I was never big on the. Like in college, there were people. There was a brief period in college where I would just drink a lot. But, um, but well, that's like, what college is for. Your twenties are for. Yeah, but like there were people who would just drink. They'd be like, "Hey, twenty-seven straight days, like drinking like at least three beers." I'm like, "Well, that's why." Like, <laughs> I don't think I ever counted. I'll see you at nine a.m. class tomorrow. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I, I was. I've just never been the one that's going like I'm just gonna have a beer with dinner, or I'm have a beer in the shower, which. I, kind of weird but I have multiple people I've heard it being popular I did enjoy a shower but again that was always when I was getting ready to like for a night out I mean yeah just I, I don't know I guess I just to me it's like if I'm gonna have a beer I'm gonna do it when I get there and I'm gonna drink like or I may drink a few before I get there which is probably not a good thing if I'm driving but you know I wanted you know I'm not gonna have two beers at dinner unless I'm following it with like eight more beers maybe a shot and possibly an attempt at picking up a girl at the at the, at the, at the, at the, bar, at the bar you know that's then again I guess it's I, I, that's how some people are smoking. They're social smokers only that may only smoke a cigarette when they're drinking. And I'm, I'll smoke a cigarette in the shower. Yeah. Well, that's now that's a lot tougher to do than drinking a beer. You try doing that, keeping it dry. Well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you know, maybe they should give you more nicer to smokers and not so easy to drinkers. Shower cigarette. I don't hear anybody getting that's in car wrecks while they're heard. smoking as much as they are drinking. Shower cigarette. <laughs> I you ever had a shower cigarette? No. Oh, yeah. It's good. I've never been a smoker. Last one here, online dating. And this is one that you, yeah, I don't think – you never tried online I never dating, did, did yeah. You? That was never my thing. I never did either. It kind of – it really, really, really took off, like, right when I was – Mid-2000s. Yeah. I was yeah. kind of not – just – I had a girlfriend when I was – when that kind of really got going, never was in a position where I want to try. I wouldn't have been opposed to it, but it sounds like some people were who were utilizing it back in the 2000s don't like it as much. Fifteen so odd years later, probably because I got burned by it. Could be, uh, but it's just I, I don't know. I, I can see it being just I don't know. I, I can see it being really hard. I, I don't I don't know. I've never I've tried. I'm speaking from no frame of reference here. Anyways, there you go. If you have thoughts on this, uh, hit us up at four one four fourteen fifty. Is there couple... anything on the list that what that's on your list? What do you mean? Is there anything that they they they, they, they skipped off that you would put on there? No, I did see fireworks on there, which I was like, yes. <laughs> and the older I get, the more I just don't like fireworks. Um, I mean, kids. I can put that on there. <laughs> I, I saw somebody had kids that aren't mine. Well, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> it was on somebody's list. Um, no, I mean, I don't. I mean, not really. I feel like I don't. As much as we like make fun of like the old man rants, there's not a whole lot that I, I just. I mean, now that I got all the big ones that I feel were kind of addressed there. I mean, going out has to be the number one, right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't. There's a a great. Or or what about just patience with people in general? Like, I mean, I I was, I was, I was clearly a lot more, even though I had, I mean, it is, it does help having like having patience with a smartphone now because 
Like, if I'm in line somewhere in the past, I might have been more frustrated. Now I'm just like, I'll just watch something on YouTube while I'm waiting. Yeah, and going out definitely, is, going back to that, you, you we were talking off air after yesterday's show. You were telling the story about, like, you were like, drunk at a game and, like, oh, yeah, you ended yeah. up getting in, like, you and friends got in car, like, <laughs> girls just picked you up to, to a party somewhere. Like, there are all sorts of stories about those, like, I feel like in our 20s, we all did kind of stuff like that that seems dumb now, but was fun at the time. Uh, it would remind me of, like, the Nate Bergazzi bit where he's like, you know, your 20s, you're just, you're down for anything. Someone's oh, like, yeah. someone's like, you want to go somewhere? He's like, yeah. I, you don't even know where you're going. You're like, I'll go. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll sell the house. Who cares? Where are we going? I'll move. Who doesn't matter? It's like your 30s. You want to know? Like, Sounds like Nate's hanging out with my, me and my crew back in the day. He's like your, your 30s. You're like, you want to know more information. Like, where are we going? Who's going to be there? Is it going to be live? Loud? I'll drive separate. He's like your 40s. You're just you're, you're not going to go. You're you're pissed off that somebody even thinks you might have gone. Like, why would you even ask me that? And I feel like that's kind of that's it's pretty accurate. I remember leaving one of the uh, LRS fests or whatever, one of those concerts down the thing. Me and my buddy picked up, the, hooked up these two girls, and I I just jumped and lit in her hatchback, and we and to ride home with them, and we ended up in like Mount Washington. Those the days. Yeah. Random parties. Miss it. Yeah, stranded out there. Too. Not really. It sucked. I, don't, I don't miss it. Yeah, the stranded part it wasn't very cool. We ended up like, trying to call me. I had to, <laughs> try, I had to call this girl. I was kind of seeing. I was like, can you come pick me Ruba up? <laughs> And trying to figure out what to tell her why we're out there with that piss and drops so she wouldn't come pick us up. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I was talking a little Cardinal Hoops. Got a thought on that. We have a, a little bit of love for Jeff Brom as well, and namely oh, one of his love. transfers. We'll get to that. We'll take some text from you guys at 414-1450. And more U.S. Open updates, of course. Wait, what was your ooh for? Because Jeff Brom is oh, okay, I didn't know. I thought you were. No, no, no. It was, it, was a new, it was a new response for you. Okay, good. All right, take a break. We'll come right back. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here at 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. You know what no one's ever getting tired of in their old age? What's that? Paul Simon? <laughs> right. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I don't. I think that's something like you would did you listen to Paul Simon when you were like in your teens? A little bit, yeah. Not as much. I didn't yeah, I was more in my mid my mid Me too. I feel like I, I just kinda of listened to more Simon and Garfunkel and then Paul Simon himself when I got to college. I knew some, I, but I was yeah, it was more more college. Because I was my yeah, I was hair bands, hip hop. And then high, early high school was 70s, Zeppelin, Floyd, 
And then by my, my late late teens, Sublime came out, and I got really into Sublime and like ska music and stuff. I mean, I, I never do like. Dreadlock I wish though. I could have been around for the Trevor Scott era. No, oh, I would have loved. I mean, just just concerts, beer bongs, just I mean, wonder joints. I was good. Good days, man. Good days. We got Louisville Bats baseball tonight. We should say right here on 1450 The Big X as the Bats continue to host the St. Paul Saints. And, folks, Grimace is in the house tonight at Slugger Field. It's Grimace's birthday. Uh, Marquise Grissom? No, Grimace, the, <laughs> the McDonald's character. He's at the ballpark tonight. He's throwing out the first pitch. We're excited about it. It's Grimace's birthday worldwide. I, I, I retweeted a tweet today that was just like the death toll from Grimace's birthday is now at 322, which just made me smile for some reason. Does all, do all the characters have birthdays? Probably, but we don't. You know, Grimace is lovable. We're not celebrating the Hamburglar's birthday because bleep him. He's a he's a criminal. Oh, the Fry Guys. He's a criminal. The fr- not, the Fry Guys. <laughs> Remember the Fry Guys? Of course. Who else was there? Was Grimace Fry Guys? There's a whole world of characters because there were way more of them in like the 70s and the 80s. If you there, look them up, if you look them up, there, there's characters that we don't even know about. There was the sh- uh, the the mayor mayor uh, mayor hamburger, cheeseburger McMayor or whatever. Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the thing? I'm not going to bring this up. Birdie the early bird. The death toll for Grimace's birthday has risen to 322. Uh, let's take some text. 502-414-1450. Um, Texture says, uh, oh, it's angry guy. What's he so angry about? Already? He hates when we don't start the show on time. <laughs> Mike, with all due respect, you're a grown-ass man. These excuses you and Trevor come up with are pathetic. If y'all were employed 30 years ago, neither one of you dip bleeps would be able to hold a job be better well half the time when we're on it's the equipment not working we can't do anything about that well, 30 years ago it's 13 also 304 is technically supposed to be our start time but whatever <laughs> i mean i'm telling you this guy loves the show more than anybody he, he hates he's like you know when you, well, he needs my advice on parenting in life well you know when you just like cannot process your emotions and you're like a you know a 12 year old who just has no idea how to grasp what they're feeling inside and so like you know you, you you punch your crush on the playground or whatever that's him like he just he loves us so much that he lashes out at us constantly what age do you stop punching the girl you like I mean, I would hope like nine. <laughs> Somebody tells me Angry Guy was doing it at like 16. He walked up to the cheerleader in the basketball game. Cold Conker. Call me. Section says, I'd like, I, I do like that he started off the text with, with all due respect and just, just proceeded to be that like, nice. just no respect whatsoever, which is right on character. Texas, I'd like to nominate the people who egged my car a couple months ago for Card Chronicle Least Cool Person of the Year Award. They weren't even aiming for my car. They were egging the one park next to mine and couldn't aim worth a damn. And then says, in all seriousness, I'm actually nominating conference realignment. I'd be pissed if I got egged. I, I, didn't, I, feel know a little, still, I didn't know people still did egging. I'd feel a little bit better if I knew that I wasn't the intended target. I'd be pissed, but I'd be like, okay, at least it wasn't anything I did. I mean, it's better than putting baloney on a car, though. That's It's just me. Yeah. I've never had a car egged. I did. I was driving to a friend's house to watch. I remember this. It was the one of the the Celtics Heat playoff series in like whenever that would have been, like oh nine ten something around there. I think uh, like, no, it was the it was the year the Celtics actually won the world championship. That was so like two thousand eight. Yeah, eight, it was oh eight. I was driving through his his neighborhood to get to his house, and a kid. I had my window down. It's like the old school Kristen Cavalier, the the Chevy Cavalier I drove. Kid just threw a water balloon directly in the in the window, just drenched me, and I couldn't even get mad. I was like, you know what, kid? Like he and like his like other seven year old friends just ran away. I was like, 
I want to be mad, but props to you. This is summer fun. Good. I never threw, never threw a water balloon. I once threw a smoke bomb onto a balcony. Well, that's not cool. Well, it's funny, though, for 15-year-old Trevor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, okay. Texture says the the thirty day. I don't even know. Okay, people are just responding to the whole month thing, the days thing. I'm oh, trying to teach us how to do it. Oh, apparently the knuckle is the mnemonic device that you use for that. So, like, how is that? You start at the outside with left thirty one, twenty eight, thirty one, thirty. The only two that are two months that are together. Are the, the 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 fingers that connect when you put your knuckles together, your two index fingers? So that's July and August. I feel like that's overly complicated. I feel like just yeah, rem- I, I, just yeah. remember that July and August are the only back to back months that have thirty one days. Okay. How about I just look at the counter on my phone? There you go. <laughs> it's a, I got a knuckle for you. Section says that's why you have to go electric on the car, Mike. Best decision I ever made. Electric cars just I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm not going electric on the car. I tried to do the electric a few years ago and maybe this is I know they're not really analogous, but I tried to do an electric lawnmower. I was like, Oh, this is you know, great. I don't have to go buy gas, pour gas in it, you know, hands dirty, I just charge it. I think it was terrible. It was the worst investment I've ever made. Would not work. I took it back after like two weeks. I was like, boom, no, I'm going back to the old the old gas mower. Haven't had a problem with the gas mower in six years, however long I've got. Are you ever gonna upgrade to a riding mower? No, I mean, not with this yard. I mean, if I ever had a house that would require a, long, a riding mower, I'd just probably I'd have the money to pay somebody to do it, which I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. I've always wanted a riding mower. Texas says, How I might it? actually mow my lawn if I had a I would mower. love to have a riding mower. If I, we used to, one of the jobs that we had when I worked at St. Joe's, every Monday we, did the, we cut the grass, and it's a huge area. And so if you were, if you were a first year, you had to use the weed eater, which sucked, because you're weeding like along the, the fence line, which is like five oh, miles imagine, long. yeah. I think year two, you got to do push mower and then you ride the skag a little bit. And then if you were like a senior, like a veteran, you got to to cut the, the grass using like the actual tractor. And that was awesome. That was the summer you got the ball rash. Uh, the first year, yes. It was terrible. <laughs> that was awful. Somebody be like, what the hell is he talking about? Just <laughs> awful crotch rot. It was miserable. It's a story you can't forget. Oh, that was miserable. You needed a riding mower. But riding the track, if you can believe it or not, I can start and, and drive a tractor. Which oh, is, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I love driving the tractor. The tractor's for the best part of that job. It's great. Like that, and I've never driven like a four-wheeler either. Like I've, driven a, I've, I've, ridden, I've gone four-wheeling. My motorcycle. No, not once. Never, motorcycle never done it. Texas, how very boomer of you, Mike, not being able to figure out how to turn off the, the always on on the phone. I didn't know it was an option. <laughs> I, was like, I just got the phone. It's brand. It's not even on the last year's option, which I have. And also, my girl who <laughs> held me hostage at the T-Mobile store acted like it was a permanent thing. And I, I, I had just got the phone hours earlier. I hadn't really played with it. She was hoping to give an excuse to you. You come back and talk to her. I don't know if I can go back in. <laughs> you only want to go back now. <laughs> Texas, did you hear about the high school kids that were suspended and uh, prevented from walking at graduation for playing a prank and putting cement in all the toilets. No, but that'll do it. I mean, I mean that's the, that's just funny. They're lucky yeah. they got allowed to be to graduate. That's good. Cemented all the toilets. That's, I like that. We had a kid. That, that was, I, I, those kids shouldn't be punished. They should just be automatically given valedictorian. That's that's that had to cost a ton to get fixed. What what prank doesn't probably cost money to fix? A harmless one. 
And that's it's not, like putting goldfish in the uh, swimming now, technically pool. Technically, that still is harmless because no one was hurt by it. No, but it's harm is in like a physical. Like you've got to pay a ton of money to get that fixed. That's still harm. Well, there's, then, then then there's not a, there's no such thing as a harmless prank. Well, yeah, I mean, if you had like name a prank that doesn't cause harm, putting goldfish in a swimming pool. What the goldfish die? Well, we don't care about the goldfish. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. So the harm is just mattered on what you care about. To human beings, yes. <laughs> Oh, Peter would disagree one hundred percent. Well, Peter's not working here. Just, just like, just like uh, Joey tried to teach Phoebe. There's no such thing as a selfless act. There's no such thing as a harmless prank. I don't. I disagree with that. I mean, putting putting cement in toilets is pretty. I mean, is that is that? I think it's better than putting a a, a a cherry bomb down a toilet. Which remember we discussed why do they still explode underwater? That was on this show, right? It was okay. So, but cement. I mean, what's the worst thing that happened to cement? I mean. Unless you just don't look down. And you're it ruins in your... the entire plumbing system of the whole school. <laughs> it's a... It costs thousands and thousands Matt, of dollars to for fix. For all you know, those toilets were, were, were crappy anyway. No, you know, you know, other than just what's in it. You ever seen a nice toilet in a school anyway? No. Okay. No. Texas, the cement prank probably cost $100,000 in damages. That's, that means yeah, that's a lot. That, that's, yeah. Those kids are lucky they got to, allowed to graduate. We had a kid who got caught smoking weed in the parking lot and wasn't allowed to walk, but he got to graduate. And then we had somebody put his name on a beach ball at practice, and it was like it was like free. Won't use his name, and like was like hitting it around. And then that person wasn't like allowed to walk the next now. day. <laughs> it was like a total domino effect. Texture says, uh, Trevor, were you in the shower when you smoked that butt joint in jail? <laughs> no, I did not smoke the butt joint. He was in the bathroom though when when he tried to hand it to me. Texture says, "I work in Mount Washington. I've never felt more sorry for Trevor than when I heard that he got stuck out here for an after party." It sucked. This is pre cell phone days, by the way. Like we had to walk to a gas station to use a, a payphone. And the best part about it is when I tell that story, the reaction I almost always get is, "You fit in the back of a hatchback." Like, yes, yeah, so I was like 21 years old, okay? I think you could fit in the back of a hatchback now. It's, you're not that big. You'd be surprised. That's, that's like, like your shampoo. That's the common question I get from that. Texas says, angry guy has to be TK's burner. Be texting in the like show. texting in from different numbers constantly over there. It's like, geez, he's going all out. Texas says, Trevor has recently gotten me into watching AEW. Look at that. Oh, yes. Orange Cassidy is my favorite wrestler at the moment. Join the club. Yep. I've even purchased an Orange Cassidy t-shirt. I have an Orange Cassidy you t-shirt. You do. You're going to wear it on vacation, I hear. I probably will bring it. And ordered a double or nothing. I don't uh, ordered double or nothing last month. Oh, nice. It, was, says, it wasn't the best double or nothing, but it was a good one. He says, I've got two questions for Trevor. One, is Forbidden Door worth ordering? Yes. Two, is it just me or does Bryce Remsburg look eerily similar to Mike? Whenever he does a 10 count in a match, it has me rolling as I envision this is Mike. Well, he's got to take his hat off and shave the beard. Yeah, he kind of does a little bit. Uh, he's a good ref. He had a good. He was in the last night's match for uh, he did the Cole and uh, oh, I can see it. MJF match last night. I can see it for sure. Yeah, he's been around a while too. He's got the beard going. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad pull. Uh, double uh, Forbidden Door. Yes, it's uh, it's outside of storyline for the most part. But uh, the card alone, I mean, is yeah, it's it's awesome. I think the last night they added uh, Sonata versus uh, MJF. I believe uh, Jungle Boy will now take on uh, uh, who's he? Who did he say Jungle Boy was wrestling? I forget. <laughs> He's gonna turn it to the summer. He's gonna go heel. He's gonna turn on Hook. Well, you've been predicting a lot of stuff that hasn't happened. You've been predicting Orange Cassidy to lose the title. For well, a while. it's the thing about AEW is it doesn't. Hot box stuff. It's they they take their time. I like that. Well, I like that they you know they they, they make it not easily predictable. I mean, they they did a hangman win the championship storyline over two years. Well, 
Got to do what you got to do. You got to stay with it here. Yes, get forbidden door, forbidden door. It should be good. I'm Text, looking forward to it. Texture says, angry guy 100% thinks that nagging women is an acceptable tactic to hit on them and then complains about them being d- dating jerks, guys. <laughs> well, nagging is, a, 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 you know, it depends on who the perspective is. Texas, I got an email from McDonald's telling me it's Grimace's B-Day, and he asked me for a hug. Disturbing. And then he sends a copy of the email. That, yeah, that, that email is, is kind of creepy. There's, apparently, according to Wikipedia, there is an Uncle McGrimacy. Yeah. I don't know. He was... <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's one called Vulture. Texas says, uh, happy Thursday, y'all. It's Ross. My yard isn't big, but after developed all my breathing issues, I got a riding mower, and it's one of the best decisions I have ever made. I now double cut mine and both my neighbor's yards on both sides of me, and I drink beer while I'm doing it. I can envision Ross just out there riding a mower, living life, drinking beer. My neighbor used to, uh, before he passed away years, years ago, but he, he had a riding mower. He would just he would do our, our lawn as well with uh, with his because he, he was on a riding mower. He would just come on. In fact, he got we to help him out. We put actually uh, in my in my back fence, put a little gate to connect our yard, so he can just come through. Texas, I hate it, but angry guy isn't wrong. Local sports talk radio is the only business model where nothing ever works correctly. The employees are often late, and somehow they stay in business and popular. This goes for all the local shows and channels. And yet, you're still listening. I don't know about popular. Um, <laughs> lo- local radio is weird in that, like the equipment that you have to use, it, it is a bear. To get stations on the air and to the equipment that, that it costs to do that, especially if you're going on remote, is wildly expensive. And yet there's just there's very little money in local radio. Hence, I think a lot of the issues that you see across the board. And also the people who know how to fix stuff. And lo- There's like one guy. Calvin does it for every station. When stuff goes wrong, Seriously, he does. Calvin has to be everywhere. And like, yeah, if you, if you are a college student looking for some sort of trade that's going to be Put you give you job security for the rest of your life. Go into fixing radio stuff. I don't know if that's a major. I don't know if there's a class you can take. But if you can learn how to fix radio stuff, you're probably going to have a job in this community for a long time. It's basically a go to a trade school then, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Texas says. Not have you seen Calvin's almost like forty miles of land. He's got a giant house. He's got a plane. I'm dude's, telling you, dude's rolling, man. He he's a, he he breeds bees. Angry guy says, "Me being mean to you has nothing with how to do with how I treat women." You ignorant cards fans, I be slaying the cat, my guys. I think they were now. Calling. I feel even less confident that he is. The fact that he said that line what, makes what me very confident. I be, be slaying that cat, you guys. I what? don't think he is. I don't think you are. I've I don't never... think people who are slaying the cat text into radio shows <laughs> that they hate for three straight hours every day from different numbers. I don't think anybody gets slayed that much. Uses the term "slaying the cat." Texas says, "I bet angry guy is naked when he texts your show. It's his outlet. That and lifting weights while crying." Are you naked, naked, angry guy? <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, basketball notes to get to, nuggets to get to. Uh, a couple quick hitters. There's nothing huge going on in the world of, uh, of Louisville sports. Eric Crawford did write a story kind of taking up for Haley Van Lith. It's regenerated that conversation. We can touch on that, although I think that we that's kind of run its course a little bit, at least on this show. But we'll get to that. Second hour is on the way next. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. Ooh, slip out the back. So come on and stay with me. 
Back with the first show here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. U.S. Open update number two. Ricky Fowler, still the story of the day. Uh, BDR, seven under through 16 holes. He leads the U.S. Open by a shot over Xander Shoffley, who is uh, six under par. Scotty Scheffler now alone in third at four under. Bryson DeChambeau, the much maligned live golfer, is there at three under. Then a host of golfers are at two. If you're wondering about the local guys, Adam Hadwin uh, famously tackled on the 18th green of the Canadian Open last weekend, former UofL golfer. He is tied for 37th at one over par. And then Justin Thomas, the struggles continue for him this year. He's three over par. He was actually three over through six holes today and finishes uh, three under three over after firing a 73. He's tied for 68th. It's been a disappointing year for him. Here's hoping he can bounce back maybe tomorrow, make the cut, see what happens. How many... Uh... Are they the only two like with Louisville ties on the on the tour? Whether they're from or went to Louisville, um, there've been a couple like, like the. I know Justin Thomas. Did, he Schmidt. played Georgia, right, or something. He played Alabama. Alabama, okay, my bad. But Matthias Schmidt, who was a All American golfer here a few years ago, he's played in a cup in a few PJ events. I don't think he's a. I don't think he has his tour card, but he's no. played in a couple of events. And then, yeah, I think that Thomas is the only guy like from this area who's on the tour, and I think Hadwin's the only U of L product who's. Okay, touring professional. Is the is the, uh, the the former porn star named guy the only UK one still on the tour? Or is he still is he off the tour? JB Holmes. Yeah, John. He Holmes. is not on, not on the tour anymore. He'll pop up at events every now and then, but he uh, yeah, kind of like his namesake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick news here on the the U of L baseball front. We one of the I think the common storylines after what was a let's just say it disastrous U of L baseball season this past year was Dan McDonald. Needs to utilize the transfer portal more than he has. He's probably going to do that. He's not a guy who's resistant to change. He, he's changed in the past when when the balls change, when the when the bats change in the sport. He adjusted his offensive philosophy. It's always been successful. He's going to adjust accordingly now. And Louisville's already added two transfers for the upcoming season. Uh, Dylan Hoy, an infielder from Marist, who was a uh, all-conference player there. Hoy. And then... Um, Luke Napleton, who it sounds like an interesting transfer. He comes from Quincy University, which is a D2 program, but he was a D2 All-American. He hit 352 this past season, 29 home runs, 87 RBI, was the GLVC Player of the Year. Uh, we'll see if he can make that. You, know, you hear about D2 guys recently having success in basketball, making the transition to D1. I mean, D2 baseball to D1, I, I'm not sure exactly how that – if if there's – been a precedent set there where guys have gone and especially not just jumping from D2 to D1, but jumping from D2 to, you know, the second or third best conference in college baseball. That's a quite a leap. We'll see how he handles that, but excited to get a guy with that type of power. Uh, and Dan McDonald, I'm sure will continue to be active in the transfer portal this season. I mean, you've still got, you know, teams that played in the super regionals have just had their season end. You got eight teams still playing in the college world series. You would expect that more players will be available in the portal these in, over the three four weeks to come. So I'm assuming McDonald will continue to reach out. And Louisville's lost a few guys, but they've kept the best players from last year's team that had the chance to come back. I think are all on pace to come back. So there's really no reason next year shouldn't be markedly better from a from, for U of L baseball. Um, one thing that I want to talk on uh, talk about yesterday and didn't get a chance to is this story about this big league advantage company. That is, it's a weird deal, and it involves one of the guys that we've been talking about on the show recently because he was playing for the Louisville Bats and now is is playing for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, and is also a Toronto Blue Jay in Trevor's recent 
video game. Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. This comes from uh, Joe Pompliano yesterday, who's a he does one of those like sports business websites. Um, he said Ellie De La Cruz is one of Major League Baseball's most exciting young players, but he might have to pay millions in career earnings to an investment firm, and he's not the only one. Over 500 professional athletes have signed these types of deals. Fernando Tatis Jr. owes the same company $27 million. Here's how it works. The company is called Big League Advantage, a.k.a. BLA. It was founded in 2016 by former minor league baseball player Michael Schwimmer, and their business model is pretty simple. David Schwimmer's nephew. No. BLA provides athletes with an upfront cash payment in exchange for a percentage of their future earnings. It's called a loan shark, by the way. The firm has 40 employees, and they use proprietary predictive analytic models to find inefficiencies in the market. Basically, they look to find someone that they believe is better than the rankings suggest, and they take advantage of it. That, that's the prop. Taking advantage yeah. is a good way of putting it. That's when they commit to an investment. BLA raised $26 million for its first fund, which was then invested across 77 different players back in 2016-17. So a typical deal from, from this company might look like this. Athlete gets $350,000 in cash, and then BLA is guaranteed to get a, like 8%. Of future earnings, which is a hefty, hefty amount, but it's not a loan because if the player never makes it to the major leagues, they don't own they don't owe BLA any money. So with eighty percent of their investments never making it to the major leagues, BLA focuses solely on landing the biggest fish. It's sort of like a, like a venture capital firm. BLA signed a deal with Fernando Tatis Jr. in two thousand seventeen. He reportedly agreed to pay back eight percent of his future earnings in exchange for a seven figure cash payment. He then spent the money on a personal trainer, better food, better apartment. But when he signed a $340 million deal with the Padres uh, four years later, BLA's 8% cut meant that he owed them $27.2 million in earnings. That one deal alone would have paid back the entire fund and the other 76 players that BLA invested in uh, are gravy on top. They have agreements in place with seven players in last year's MLB All-Star Game alone. Seven players in the All-Star Games have agreements with this company. This success has helped them raise nearly $250 million, and now they've brought on some big investors too. Um, guys like Stephen Dunker from Goldman Sachs, Marvin Bush, who's the brother of George W. Bush. Uh, BLA's model just doesn't apply to baseball, though. Their firm is now expanding into other sports, like NIL deals with college football and basketball players. That seems like an easy route for them to jump to. BLA signed a deal with Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith last year. He received an upfront cash payment via NIL, in exchange for one social media post per month, two player appearances, and two content shoots. He's an Eagle now. Based on his rookie deal alone, 30th overall pick with the Eagles, he's going to end up paying BLA between $120,000 and $1.2 million. This has caused many people to speak up about BLA. MLB Super Agent Scott Boris says that they intentionally target talented players from Latin America who don't receive large signing bonuses. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Which I think is pretty obvious. That's what happened. I mean, yeah, I think that was obvious, but I just also just laugh at the sports agent, like, shaming these. Yeah. I mean, it's Scott like, Boris, really? I mean. <laughs> let's be real. I mean, can we, can, can, is there a better example of kettle meat uh, meat pot? I mean, come on. BLA, they argue that these deals aren't predatory because they require independent lawyers to review each agreement, and 70 to 80% of the players they invest in never have to pay back any money. That doesn't mean that changes can't be made. One solution, of course, is to increase wages across the minor leagues so that these deals aren't necessary, which the MLB did last year by doubling wages and improving housing and transportation for players and families. But with average minor league players still making less than $30,000 annually, Major League Baseball is a long way to go before income-sharing agreements disappear. 
Still, it's important to remember this problem doesn't just exist in baseball. People have been investing in golfers and Formula One drivers for decades, and speculative investing in athletes has its deepest roots in boxing. But that doesn't mean a better solution doesn't exist. Just need to find it. I mean, this is not nothing new. I mean, we the, the I mean the store the names have changed, but the story's been going on since we were kids. I mean, you can go all the way back to watching, you know, how recruiting was done in the eighties. I mean, it's, they're just agents. That's all they are for the most part. They're agents mixed with loan sharks. I mean, that's just what that they're doing. And first of all, why is Fernando Tatis taking his dad made like millions as a player? Why does he need to bum money? Well, he did. Apparently, did, did Papa not do invest properly? I don't know. I mean, just I figured he had a pretty good career. No it's a wild deal, and you can understand how easy it is for them to push back by saying, look, you know, we signed 77 kids. 76 of them just got $350,000 for free that they never have to pay back and that, that helped them improve mm-hmm. their lives even though they never made it to the major leagues. And one is going to have to, yeah, probably give us a hefty amount of his paycheck, but maybe he wouldn't have gotten it to where he did, did because of with, without the money that we fronted him. It's very obvious that they are targeting Latin American kids. Well, they're, they're targeting teenagers of, of yeah from poverty areas from and, poverty, and also players that won't be you know, when they get signed, they won't be part of the Major League Baseball draft. You know, they'll, they'll be like the Reds who you know, signed Ellie De La Cruz yeah. to, to one of those deals, and you know it's 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 an easy way for them to go. And also, they're kind of trusting on their own predictive metrics and looking at kids that aren't on everybody's radar and saying, like, Ellie De La Cruz was not, on, was not a big radar guy. He, he was, I think, the 23rd-ranked Latin American player when the Reds were able to sign him. He wasn't going to get a gigantic deal. I mean, if he had, had been higher-ranked, he wouldn't have gone with the Reds. Like, <laughs> that's what they're banking on some of those kids that they target winding up hitting it big. And like the, the story says, it winds up paying for all of their other investments, so it's a it's a weird deal. I don't know. It, it reeks I mean, of being kind of gross, but again, like you said, with Scott Boris chiming in, all of these, like, there's not an aspect of this that really isn't gross. I mean, it's, it's I guess that's a new. I mean, go watch he got game. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's the kind of I mean, it's they're agents. That's all. Like I said, they're maybe a different form, but it's not something we haven't seen before. It's not something we'll ever. I mean, it's not going to stop now. Well, the difference is this is like a, a legal deal. Like this is a. It's in something that's in writing, like in with with he got game and with the basketball deals. It was a whole. Remember the story well, of Dennis that's Smith? handshake stuff, I right? Remember, and remember Dennis Smith like took all that money and then just like <laughs> didn't like yeah. screwed them all over. He's like Under Armour, give me a ton of money. Bam, I'm at an Adidas school, and then like Adidas is giving him all that money, and he's like, Bam, I'm signing a Nike deal when I go to the NBA. Like, there's so nothing you, that you can't get mad at these people for wanting things in writing now after that they may getting screwed. Like, well, it's also legal. You know, yeah. These are technically it's by the the rules. Whereas with the the basketball stuff, up until very recently, none of that was 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 by the rules. And there's still some stuff that's you know, not above board that's happening that it's, it's kind of makes it a little bit even grosser. I guess just the the, the story is is if you, I mean, don't take it if you can't expect to pay it back. I mean, it, it is. It's like they make this the point in the in Pompliano's tweet. It's essentially like. Venture capitalism, like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the same basic deal, except you're you're betting on human beings here, which makes it feel. Aren't you always betting on human beings when you gamble? In I guess, yeah, to an extent. Unless you're horse, even horse racing, you're jockey. I, mean. I just I had no idea that this like this company existed. I didn't realize this was well, a thing. I mean, there's probably they're probably not the only ones. I would assume. I mean, they're clearly very big, and now they're only getting bigger. Now they have, you know. Yeah, because they, they landed Fernando Tatis and Ellie, Ellie De La Cruz. And now they have more investors coming on board and seeing the, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the financial possibilities of being involved in all this. And Next thing you know, like LeBron's buddy is running it. 
<laughs> yeah. So that was an interesting story that popped up yesterday that I thought. No, I did see where yeah where Ellie was being like totally because he hasn't signed like a big deal, right? He's just he's not still. I mean, he's not on his initial deal. His yeah. initial deal, yeah, which probably has a couple years left in it. Maybe he's still twenty one. Yeah. So I mean, it's but yeah, I did I did see the tweets about that and Tatis and stuff, and I was like, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like I see you see some kind of like. I don't want to call him, call him Bernie Madoff deal, but like you, you, there's like something weird like that every every so many years, where you see a company, you know, saying an athlete owes them so much money for whatever, whether it be legal or not. Sure, that won't be the last time we see this, unfortunately. No, it won't. Um, does this mean that you're you're not going to be afford to give to pay Ellie? Well, I mean, th- that was probably going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of those deals, which I don't, everybody makes the same joke. They're like, oh, this guy's incredible. Let's see who the Reds trade him for in August. I'm like, oh. I'm like we, we'll have at least two years with him. He's going to be here through at least like 2025. Not in, not in the world of MLB, the show 23 well, in my house. That's, thank, thankfully, that's not the real I love you, McCain. He's going to be here for a while. <laughs> not McCain, McLean. McLean, yeah. Well, I've got Don Biggio and Dante Bichette. So Ellie also has, he, first of all, I mean, hasn't had a hit in three games. No. And yet these baby Reds just keep rolling. Last night, a 7-4 win over the Royals. Uh, one and a half games back, a first place in the NL Central. Who would have thunk it? It's June 15th. We're talking about the Reds being tied for second and one and a half games back of the Pirates in the Central. And now they're playing the Astros in a series. Where the Astros are, like, completely banged up. They've got, like, three of their best players that are out. The Astros are good, though. They're good. They're not as good as they have been. And they're they're hurt. This is the best time to get them. So we already lost today, so... I mean, Reds have a chance. They've won five or six series. They're just they're, they're they're rolling right now. They're awfully fun. We already lost our series to Baltimore, losing the first two. That was a big one for you guys too. Lost again today. Four two today. You sound upset about it. And I've been I've been I've had happier days. I just I don't know. I'm already I've already accepted the fact that we're going to win hundred games and not make the playoffs. Probably at this point, you guys aren't going to win hundred games. Well, <laughs> pick it up a little bit here. <laughs> we're thirty eight and thirty one. 38 and 31. We'd be four games in first place in your division. Well, yeah, I mean, the Central sucks. It will either Central in LRAL. Uh, the Reds do get a day off today. They will be back in action tomorrow night in Houston. Uh, Andrew Abbott back on the hill. 2 0, electric stuff. 0.00 ERA after his first two starts in the MLB. We'll see if that can continue against one of the better offensive teams in all of baseball. If the Reds win this series, then I start to get super excited. I'm already excited. If they win one out of two, that's fine. If they can somehow take two out of three from the reigning world champions on their home field, then I start to get just boinktastic, for lack of a better term. I just like the fact Andrew Rabbit sounds like Roger Rabbit. That's also cool. <laughs> uh, who hit, who is hitting Andrew Rabbit? <laughs> who framed Andrew Rabbit? Uh, ESPN ranked the the top ten. Uh, I said ESPN Sports Illustrated. Kevin Sweeney. Rank the top 10 transfer classes in men's college basketball. I'm going to go ahead and, and just pre-warn you, Louisville's not on this list. But if you're looking at the schools who are on it, the schools who killed the transfer portal this offseason, a lot of times this goes hand-in-hand hand with the schools who wind up having the best seasons in college basketball. <laughs> Kansas is number one. Hunter Dickinson, boom. Nick, Timber, Nick Timberlake, boom. Dewan Harris, boom. They got Arterio Morris, who was once a highly tatted recruit. Kind of gross because he's facing some charges, uh, but he left Texas to go to Kansas. They have the number one class. Villanova, number two. Big year for Kyle Neptune. A lot of pressure this year. A lot of pressure. They got better as last year went on, but still 17-17 and 17 is yep. disastrous by Nova standards. If he can't hack it this year, they'll probably I think, go ahead and pull the plug and look for somebody who can. They've got the roster now to do it. Gonzaga's third. 
Mark Few lost a lot from last year. Goes and gets Ryan Nemhard from Creighton, the brother of former Gonzaga point guard Andrew Nemhard. Gets the uh, the Big Sky Player of the Year and Steel Venters, one of the best names in college basketball. Uh, number four is Florida. Our boy Todd Golden killing it in the portal. Golden's making it rain. Got Walter Clayton, who we kind of wanted from from Iona. Rick Pitino's Rick Pitino definitely wanted him. Zion Poland, who we also talked about from UC Riverside. Uh, kid from Marshall, whose name I can't remember, who's very good. Tyree Samuel from Seton Hall. Uh, West Virginia is number five. Bob Huggins keeping his job, which is a good thing because he's got a big-time transfer portal class coming in. Six is Houston. Seven is St. John's. Eight is Ole Miss. He's in less time. He's already in the top ten. Oh, Chris Beard. Well, I was going to say uh, Ole Miss and St. John's. Yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, both those. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's actually been there. St. John. He's been there less than than Chris has been at Ole Miss. Chris Beard got hired like two weeks ago. And he's got a top ten transfer portal class. Uh, nine <laughs> is Cal. Mark Madsen stepping in, doing big things. They're trying to compete with us. I'll believe. We're nine screwed. is Cal. They're making that run at us. They're they're coming for the throne. We're screwed. And then number ten is Kansas State. Jerome Tang lost a bunch from last year. He got Tyler Perry, who we wanted from North Texas. He had Arthur Kaluma, who Kentucky wanted from Creighton. The little apple should be rolling again. Exactly. You could do a drinking game and take a shot every time that you're reading that list. And you go, they got so and so. We should, we wanted. Well, we also I'd be hammered by the time you got to the top ten. There was also that period of time where every player that went in the transfer portal we were like, we want him, we need him. Well, I think that there's a reason. And then we just did. Louisville like, <laughs> didn't get him. Louisville's not involved. Name a one of them that we didn't legitimately need or want. We could have used Tyler Perry. We could have used Zion Poland. We could have used everybody that was named that list. Exactly. Every shot I just took. We still could. We may have a scholarship available. Who knows what's going on with Tyler Johnson? No word there. Uh, we do know that Louisville, we have not heard of any other 2023 prospects or any transfers that Louisville's gone after uh, on the basketball front, but we have heard a couple of scholarship offers and a couple of contacts that, that Louisville has made over recent days. Uh, Jeremiah Fears, who's a four-star prospect from the class of 2025, He's the the brother of Michigan State freshman guard Jeremy Fears. He asked who he was asked yesterday who he's heard from so far since the contact period started. He said Illinois, Arizona, Ohio State, Michigan, Louisville, Miami are the schools that have reached out the most to him. So circle that name, Jeremiah Fears, four star guard from the class of twenty twenty five. And then I fear we won't get him. EJ Walker, who's a twenty twenty four guy said that uh, he's heard from Minnesota, Missouri, Charleston, A&M, Ohio State, Arkansas, all since midnight, and then the next day he heard from SMU, LSU, Michigan, and Louisville, who've also reached out. Uh, he's a top 50 prospect from the 2024 class. Another name to circle. Also related to TJ. God, if we got an EJ Walker, that would be great. Uh, he's a power forward. He's 6'8", would fit right in here. Uh, he's from he's a Kentucky native, Erlinger, Kentucky. Would love to get him. Top fifty kid, four star prospect. Make it happen. Let's go. This has been your. Rec- it's been talking recruiting with Mike and Trev. <laughs> okay. <laughs> New topic. New topic is this. Do you, is should you leave your wife and kid at home on the parade? Have you seen where some, where Jokic's wife gets hit in the head with a beer can? No. Yes. I saw the the clip of him saying <laughs> someone it, someone tossed a beer to the truck. It like bounces off oh, a player no. and just pegs her right in the face. I saw the clip, the, the clip of him saying, "Like you know, you know he's speaking in kind of you know, broken, broken English. Like you know that I told you I don't want to stay on the parade, but I bleeping want to stay on yeah. the parade. This is the best." I was I've, like, "I've yeah. seen that on the on the feed a few times." But yeah, this one, his apparently. wife got hit with a beer can. Yeah, like legitimately. I mean, not like it didn't. 
It ricocheted, so it probably didn't have a, a, as much velocity as it could. But the crazy thing is his daughter's right in front of her. That's the scary part. Yeah, that is kind like, of Like, I mean, like, I'm going to laugh if I see, the, you know, the, the, the wife get kind of hit in the face, but I don't want to see the kid. I mean, that would hurt. Yeah, we need to stop throwing... Well, I mean, do you really do you really need to take your baby onto the 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 parade, the parade bus? I don't think that's the issue. I mean, do we need to meet halfway? First of all, that also I don't know. Maybe do you put this on my list? I could do without ever seeing anyone having their kids at a press conference and an athlete with their taking their like toddler to a press conference. It annoys me now. Oh, I don't mind. It. I hate it. I just now I just don't even like the kid. You are like the old aging sports writer. I'm, like, like, yes. I'm trying to get my questions in. Well, I just I just don't want to see little junior SOB like, oh look at me putting the keys in my like your kid's a bleep. I want to talk about the game. You know when's the last time you watched a press conference to get information? You don't you don't even watch the games most of the time. What are you talking? I about? I want entertainment. I don't want to watch Baby's Day Out. You don't. You don't care about press. Don't act like you care about press conference. It's one thing for a journalist. I would have had like, less kids there. When's, when's the last time we even saw that? It doesn't happen. That you're just mad about Steph Curry's kid from like six years ago. Oh, that kid was annoying. She's adorable. Hey, annoying. I mean, the only time I am going to watch a press conference is if they have a kid there. Then no, I'm. I'm turning it off. You're not turning it on to begin with. You're not watching press conferences. Well, There's no tr- way. I can turn it on. Yeah, if you're an, an old journalist, it does. Re- like I hate when they're like you know. But, but it's this, annoying enough, but at least it's a valid complaint. You have no reason to complain. But in this case, though, this is just, I mean, there's no, that's, that's not really a spot for a toddler, right? For a family? The families are always going on these parades. Not on the truck with, like, the teammates and stuff. I feel like they always separate them. Like, usually, they, I, I, families are always at this, these parades. I mean, they're there, but they're not, like, he's on, like, the like the bus where with all the teams and the trophies. I like how we've got beer cans flying at people's heads, and you're like, what? the problem is the kids <laughs> being on there. <laughs> We'll address that problem next. <laughs> One at a time, Michael. One at a time. Get that kid out of there. It won't be any problem. I mean, maybe someone would have caught it. I don't know. Who's the player who had the bad hands on this one? I need to look back and look. Yeah, I mean, if you're Jokic is never passing to this guy again. He's done. That guy's, that guy's going to get cut tomorrow. It's probably Jack Plus White. That's the coach. <laughs> Was it really? It looks like it's. I don't know why I'm doing it. It's in slow mo on my. This is funny. It's Jack White. <laughs> it might be. Gotta be Jack White. So it's, a, it's a white dude. So, but I think it, I think it was a coach, or it's the guy behind him, which might be Jack White. Ish Smith. Ish Smith. He's done. <laughs> He's cut tomorrow. Bet you had to find out who it was and get just released. Let's take a break. After we uh, we come back, we'll take some texts from you guys. 502-414-1450. We're also going to finally get to this TV list. That's gonna. Uh, we'll see how Trevor feels about it. I'm already angry enough is today. Yeah, this has been angry. Well, might as well just feed into it. We've only got two more days here before we get a week off. Ticked so. off Trevor Thursday. <laughs> Ticked off TK Thursday. <laughs> Quadruple T. It's, uh, more TTT coming up to the break here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X.
second. Oh, Ricky Fowler's round has come to an end at the Los Angeles gotta, Country Club. I gotta do it. What? 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 I'm closing that door. That fart smells too bad. Oh God. <laughs> Vacation cannot come soon enough. I'm so ready to just get out of here. I. I know. I, I think I've said something along these lines before. You know, we've been over here in Jeffersonville for like a month straight. Uh, pretty much every time I go home now, like I'm home for an hour and a half or so. We usually get home. So I'll take Penny on a walk. Sometimes we'll do it as a family. And then like I'll be walking, and Mary's like, I don't want. To, she's like, I don't want to be mean, but like, do you want to go ahead and take a shower? She's like, I cannot stand that smell. And you're like, and now you're lucky this one wouldn't attach. I just said now it's gonna be a combination of that <laughs> smell and Trevor farts that I'm coming this, home this with. This let. I mean, it's it's bad when you know you can't even handle your own smell. It's like, ooh. You ever let one of those rip that you're like, oh man, that's that's a good one. This can't have been what Mary grew up dreaming about. <laughs> this can't have been the life that she, a husband who came home at six fifteen every day, reeking of. Radio station gasoline and producer farts. <laughs> Making a modest living doing so. It's like at least he's at least he's getting well paid to do so. <laughs> Not so much. Uh Ricky Fowler has wrapped up his round at the Los Angeles Country Club. A sixty-two. The Oklahoma State product has not won in I think four years on tour. But I know who he is. He's very famous. He's married to a very attractive former internet sensation. Is that why I know him? No, I think you just know him. He's just, he's wears the orange. He's a very good looking guy. He was kind of one of the young stars on tour back um, like 10 so years ago. Who is he married to? It's the internet sensation. So, Allison Stokey, I don't know if you remember this, one of the first like viral internet, she was the, there was a picture of a, a young woman who was like a pole vaulter. And like she just made its rounds because she was so beautiful. And like everybody was going nuts about her. It ended up being kind of a creepy story because she was in high school and like all these people were. Like finding out where she lived and all this stuff. Yeah, that's um, And she ended up becoming, I think she went to Cal, became an all American pole vaulter um, right up your alley. And then she married Ricky Fowler. She started dating him a few years ago. And they got married a few years ago. And now she's, uh, they're a power couple. But his game has struggled in recent years. Not saying she's to blame for that. He's not been good. A lot of people thought that he was kind of done. He's focused on stuff outside of golf. But he's been better this season. And now he's leading the U.S. Open here. Uh, at least for now. One shot ahead of Xander Shoffley with seven under through 16 holes. Scotty Scheffler, four shots back at four under. And then Bryson DeChambeau and Siwoo Kim and Paul Borjan, who I have no idea who that is. I was wondering, are you just, are you going to think make up a name at some point here just to screw with me? No, DeChambeau, I mean, okay. you, you should know Bryson DeChambeau. He's kind of like the big I've heard you say his name. villain. He's the dude who's crazy analytics. He hits the ball like 400 yards. He's just, he's kind of a like happy? nuts. Kind of, yeah. He's kind of, he's just changed himself. Siwoo Kim is very good. He's Korean. And Paul Barjon is apparently French. I've got no idea who he is. None. Hand up. No clue. But he is three under as well through 15 holes. Shout out to him. That's been your U.S. Open update for the 4 o'clock hour. Who are you rooting for, Trev? Um, uh, the, 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 the uh, Shazam dude. <laughs> Xander Shoffley? No, no, the 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 the, the uh, Ricky Fowler. No, 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 that dude. Scotty Scheffler. No, no. Um, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that dude. I think you would hate Bryson DeChambeau if you knew anything about him. Why would I? I mean, his name's Bryson. Other than that, he's got a. He's got, I don't like his name. He's just, he's kind of weird guy. But he's, he's got like a like a millennial name. It's like Bryson. Yeah, very much. Like, like I'm like, who wants to hang out with Bryson? Five zero two four one four. Bryson's butt any day. I don't think he would. Ricky's about half Bryson's size, but. He's much cooler. 
502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take some text here, then we'll get to this TV list, and hopefully just, it, it's ticked off TK Thursday. I just looked up Bryson DeChambeau. Texture says, I be slaying the cat is the same energy as proclaiming you're an alpha male. I really hope that guy is trolling, because if he isn't, yikes. I, mean, I agree. <laughs> Texture says, I'm an alpha male. Texture says, angry guy and slayer of cats for sure has the Reddit mod look going on. And then sends in this picture. YouTube cameras would be great for this. This is, this is the image of angry guy. <laughs> YouTube cameras coming next week. Coming next vacation. week. Texture says, I've got shingles. My TV died. Give me some uplifting UofL news to cheer me up. I'm sorry about that. Shingles is going around. Is that a thing again? I thought that was like gone like the mingle, like the, the measles. I keep hearing shingle, shingle. It's making a comeback. Keep hearing about people getting shingles or thinking they've got shingles. Um, hopefully you avoid the shingles, but I'm sorry that happened. Shingles is the one that hurts like nails when you poop, right? I've never had it. Nearby. Hopefully that U of L baseball transfer news helps you out there because I don't really have much else today to get to. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on if you couldn't tell. I'm so, I'm so sorry you have shingles. I refuse I had it on the list today. I wanted to I was going to get into Eric Crawford's get shingles. I was going to get into Eric Crawford's story about Haley Van Lith. I just don't want to do it again. You don't want to talk about it anymore? No. I, I, we already, I think we said, what, like I, I, I'm i an admitted, I'm embarrassed for it, but I'm a hater uh, on this front. I just, I can't root for her. I, it just, something about the whole situation just annoys me. I am typically in favor of kids having the, the power and transferring. They should be able to go where they want. I still believe that, certainly. But this particular case just kind of annoyed me about it. I get that it's petty, and sometimes I can just say, hey, I'm petty. Uh, and I don't really want to. There's no point. I think really getting into it more than we need to. I mean, Zarek just doing like devil's advocate to everyone else is like his whole story is he makes a lot of the same points that we made. He talks about how you know she makes the comment about sacrificing herself, and he's like, I'm not really sure what she sacrificed. She took the sixth most shots in all of women's college basketball last season. Her three point numbers were atrocious. She shot like 28 percent from three. You know, she's gonna have to take a if she's talking about sacrificing at U of L, she's definitely going to have to sacrifice way more when it comes to production at LSU. She'll have less shots. She'll probably score less. All this, like a lot of the same things that we were talking about. But it basically just came down to him saying after every point, like, but if she wants to go somewhere else to be happy, I'm fine with that, which I, I, I agree with for sure. I just don't like the way I think you and I both were on the same page as far as we agree that if any player wants to go somewhere, for happiness, if they if they think it's a better situation for them, they should be allowed to do so. All coaches can, all you know, if, if fans want to trade allegiances, they can do that. Nobody's forcing you to be a U of L fan at this point. But I wish she was just a little bit more upfront about the reasons why. I think there's been some, but she's doing it with grace. There's been some lying. Just you know, not no point in using a euphemism. I think there's been some lying behind the scenes, and there's a little bit of lying now, and that kind of annoys me. And if it were. I think we can all agree if it were a different program besides LSU and Kim Mulkey, I think the reaction would be different as we're well. Or just Kim Mulkey in general. I mean, I just don't like Kim Mulkey. Yeah, you, it's not against LSU. It's like if she was at Baylor and she went to LSU, you I'd hate there. it. Yeah, I, I would hate it. Uh, we're going to miss. <clears throat> let me take it back. I, I thought the burger, I was seeing somebody was saying that Burger Week is coming back. And I thought it was next week, which made me sad because we we're going to oh. miss it. But it's next month. We've got time. Oh. So you can load up for the, your your chain burgers next week for Louisville Burger Week. Uh, Louisville Burger Week in the Trevor House was fun. We are, according to a recent study by HomeBay.com, the number five burger city in America. I believe it. I've gone through Burger Week here. 
Well, but you, but you didn't have any like Louisville burgers. You yeah, just, I did. You what do like, you think Calvin's I was? And Outback and like. But where was I? But those aren't Louisville burgers. Those are chain restaurants. But where did I eat them? In Louisville. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't so got authentic I Italian don't, I cuisine. Don't, I, I don't understand how this is hard to understand. <laughs> Anyways, we can do that next month. I love it, Burger Week. I'm, I'm going to do all new burgers this this year than I did last year. Texture says about that the, the baseball company, these are pretty much just venture capitalists. They're hoping that uh, like one in 15 of these kids pans out. Of course. Yeah, that's, I think that's completely right. Yeah. Texture says, I don't appreciate these Cards fans using a text line to anonymously bleep talk me. People who do that are scum. Angry guy? Yeah. I mean, don't you anonymously bleep talk us every day, angry guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's your name, angry guy? <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even care. What you're, I don't want to know your name. I like angry guy better. Uh, it's just he's ag. He's ag. He's the ag. What up, ag? Texture says uh, anyone can invest in horses and athletes right through Commonwealth. They had Mage that just won the Derby. You can buy yourself a golfer or a tennis player today. I imagine it won't be long until anyone can buy a share of athletes in all of other sports. You're probably right. There probably will be like sh- you know group shares of investing in athletes and. I mean, yeah, we had Damon Stinson on here. It should be worded differently. He was one of the owners of, of, of horses. And, I mean, they had like 220 people who were in that, that that group. So I can see that being a thing. I don't know. Texas says TK is Bob Ryan. <laughs> the guy from the Boston newspaper? The Boston Club, yeah. I don't he hates everything. Does he really? <clears throat> we had Bob Ryan on the show. This is, I mean, John Ramsey, like, yeah, he used to be able to get big time guests because he had all these connections and he would he'd hit them up. And so we had Bob Ryan on to talk about Louisville's playing Boston College in football. And John, like, shockingly, there aren't a whole lot of devoted Boston College athletic riders in a pro sports city the size I mean, of Boston. Do you really need to have that game? Like, can you just Bob Ryan on that talk well, like so, national well, sports? So he, but he was like, I can't, I couldn't find anybody. I couldn't think of anybody. So I just went after Bob Ryan. <laughs> and so we brought him on. Bob Ryan knew nothing yeah. about Boston College <laughs> football. Like, nothing. I wouldn't expect him to. And so we just started asking about the Patriots and, yeah. like, Tom Brady. Like, just standard, like, general, like, average sports fan questions. I mean, Celtics, he covers NBA. He lot. was so pissed about everything. Just He just hated everything. Just ranted the entire <laughs> 15 minutes he was on. And it was great. I was like, this is hilarious. It was wonderful. I once I had Bob uh, Bill Pulaski on. Plasky? Plasky, that's it. Yeah, that explains why he's mad at me. Louisville native. Yeah, that's always not <laughs> exactly. Still, I really wanted when Ryan was on. still live with my Ballard. <laughs> I really wanted to just hammer him with Boston College questions. Like at the very very beginning when he was like, yeah, I don't really follow much Boston College football. I wanted to be like, so if Zay Flowers goes out, who does Boston College have at the wide receiver position? What type of offense are they going to run this year? Who do they, and just like just piss him off even more? Your thought on Zay J Dillon? Yeah, <laughs> pro like, prospect or not? I don't know who that is. <laughs> You don't or he doesn't. No, I was saying he in that situation. Oh. Trust me, and I unfortunately know all too. Yeah, how can you AJ not Dillon forget is. who AJ Dillon is? Yeah, I'm still scarred. That was the original. I'm still scarring you now in the pros. That was the original moment of the whatever I was dead inside card chronicle tweet that gets oh, retweeted now after every single terrible thing that happens. That was when he threw poor uh, Chucky Williams to the side like a rag doll. That was uh, that was what happened. Texas says so. Trevor just hates kids. That's what I've learned this week. Not all kids, just in, like annoying ones. And as long as they're like, I, I can handle them in like small doses. And that's what babysitters are for. I mean, parents agree with me on that one. Texas says, curmudgeonly, Trevor is hilarious. Take away his ganja and let the outrage begin. 
You need to get a little more high today. Is the problem? <laughs> no, I don't think so. If I did, we'd be screwed up on the air. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm just. How's it? I mean, I'm, I don't think it's that old man rant to say leave your kid. Don't take your kids on a on a on a victory parade. <laughs> okay, I mean, don't take your five year old on on a. On a drunk bus uh, going down the streets of Denver. Don't let your family be involved in the greatest moment of your life. Well, I mean, they can be involved, but not like this exact moment. You don't have you don't you don't take your daughter on the court during the last shot of the game, do you? I mean, it's a celebration. You don't. Have, you can celebrate all. There's all times to celebrate. He's the only one with his wife and kid on that damn truck. I'm sure other people had families in the parade. Uh, I mean, at certain points in the parade, but not on like the victory truck where people are like. Just there's there's a line, man. Come on, Jokic. You know better than that. I don't think he does. <laughs> Texas says, uh, "Who do you and Dan have in fantasy golf this weekend?" I'm I'm pissed about this. You you took the 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 guy I just took, right? No, no you took Fox. No, no, he's on my fantasy team. Oh, I think I, I think Brooks Koepka's gonna win. God, how much fantasy golf can one man play? I, well, two different things. <laughs> Shocking. You have like five bets every night. I have like twenty golf fantasy football leagues too. I think Brooks Koepka is going to win. I I think he's a smart bet in our league because you can take one golfer per tournament, and Koepka's a live guy, so he only he basically is playing. He's available for like four tournaments, so you get good money out of like taking the live guys if you think they have a chance to win, and then still having John Rahm, whoever available. We're kind of we're in like the top third of the league right now. There's only ten tournaments left. I think there's like 120 teams in this in this thing. We're like 33rd. So if we want to jump up, we've got to win some big tournaments with guys that not a whole lot of people have. So I get the philosophy, but he went with Hideki Matsuyama. It's his week to pick. And so we'll see. Matsuyama, Hideki's playing with Brooks Kepka, which I think can be a little bit intimidating, and Rory McIlroy. So we'll see how that goes. I was not thrilled with the pick. I was also pissed when he took Justin Thomas for the Masters. JT missed the cut. I'm still bummed about that. So we'll see how that goes. But we've got, we have Hideki. But I think Kepka's going to win. Texas, I vote for no more HVL talk. There you go. It's okay. a majority. We're done. We're moving on. That's 3-0. Moved. Texas, over under on how many cats Angry Guy rescued in the past six months. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the, the, the Cat Wrangler commercial? I don't. Where they would go around and like, uh, and like it was... I don't think I should talk about this because he's passed on, so maybe I shouldn't be ill will for the main stupidity, but... There was an old commercial where like there was like cowboys and they go around like wrangling cats like horses. I kind of now. I don't remember. I, don't, I, don't, I think it was Budweiser. I don't even remember what the commercial was for. Like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to like think what would have been connected to it, but now I don't remember. <clears throat> but I do remember sitting in the old dungeon basement in Norburn, and my buddy Zach. I, I'm I'm going to hopefully say in memory that he was just blazed, but probably was or was drunk. EDS. An H an HP company. Is that what it was? For? Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, we were watching something, and he, he starts acting like he there was a documentary. He was like, he's like, you know, these cowboys they wrangle cats out in the west. <laughs> and we're like, he was looking at him, and like, what are you talking about, Zach? He's like, oh yeah, I was, I was watching this show like on, on on National Geographic or something. I was like, no, you were watching a commercial. And then he's like, no, I swear. He's like, yes. It's like, do you think there's, like, horses that play football, too? Like, like frogs that, that say Budweiser? I mean, like, he was utterly convinced that it was like a doc- he'd seen a documentary on these cat wranglers. It was like so, a, a commercial. 
Cat Herders has its own Wikipedia page. Oh, I'm, it was popular. It was a very... Are you ready for this? I want to say that it came out like... It was early 2000s. 2000, exactly. It was yeah. shown on Super Bowl. Yeah, that sounds about right. Here you go. Cat Herders is a commercial made by Fallon for electronic data systems, alluding to the management speak term, it's like herding cats, that refers to impossibly controlling <laughs> the uncontrollable. It posits an analogy between herding cats and the solution of seemingly impossible problems by EDS. The commercial was shown on January 30th, 2000 at the Super Bowl and was cited by then-President Bill Clinton as his favorite commercial. <laughs> it was a funny commercial. <laughs> I love that. That's in the Wikipedia page. The list of actors for this commercial is like 25 people deep. Oh, they're like, they're like, they're, they showed him like going on horses trying to like, with, with lassos trying to wrangle these cats. It's a great commercial. Mark Brooks is in the commercial. The golfer? But I just remember like a year later, my, cause that makes sense because I remember he watched the Super Bowl. All right, that was the uh, that would have been the um, uh, Rams Super Bowl or not Rams, but uh, Ravens, right? No, two thousand was that Ravens? Was that Ravens or was that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because no, it was the year before. This, Super, yeah, yeah, it was Super it was the Titans Super Bowl. Yeah, Titans Rams. Titans Rams. Yeah, exactly. was, uh, yeah, New, New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, he watched. I remember we watched. Do a big party for that game at my house, and yeah, I remember that was he was there for that. So, do you say New Year's Eve? Well, because I just remember being in '99. Well, it wasn't on New Year's; it was on January 30th. I don't know. I just remember that Super Bowl. That was the the Millennium Super Bowl, though. Oh, gotcha. That's how I just remember '99 and the gotcha. Millennium. Yeah. Uh, Texas says if you had <laughs> if you had chicken pox, it lies dormant and can surface the shingles as you get older. It hurts like a mother bleeper. I had chicken. Who isn't that chicken? You had chicken pox, right? Uh huh. But it says it can lie dormant and can resurface the shingles. Now you're a parent now. now that's so. A lot of people think that the shingles shingles is coming back because a lot apparently, COVID will resurface a lot of diseases that you already had one one point in your life that were dormant. So, but you can't get chickenpox twice. You can't, but apparently, you can resurface that shingles. Well, now, uh, Virginia hasn't had chickenpox, right? Well, kids don't get they, they get vaccinated for it now. They, nobody gets chickenpox anymore. Well, maybe that's why they're coming up with shingles. Well, no. Again, you have to have had it to for to for to get shingles. Oh, yeah. so you can't. So that like that was. So I guess my next question would be moot. Was that like, are you a fan of the chicken pox like party of kids? And do you remember when you had, some parents would like if a kid got chicken pox, like multiple parents would bring their kids over to get it so they could all have it at once. Yeah, again, and, like I, so, I didn't realize how old of a conversation this is. Like nobody gets chicken pox anymore, and it, there was a vaccine developed in '95. It's like when you and I were growing up. You were going to get it, right? It wasn't oh, yeah. a matter of... I had it. When did, when did you have it? Um, I got it, like, I think it was in, like, first grade. I was, I was like, six or seven. Third or fourth, something like that, yeah. And my sister, I remember my sister got it at Christmas. There's always, like, videos and pictures of her at Christmas where she's just, it's, like, broken out. She had it bad. And I remember my chicken pox, it was, like, nothing. It, it, I just had, like, a few, it felt, like, looked like mosquito bites, but they didn't itch or anything. And I got to be off school for a week. I'm like, this is the best. Give me chicken pox all the time. This is incredible. Uh, I love chicken pox. But now, like... Nobody gets chicken pox anymore. I didn't realize that. So I didn't either until my friends started having kids. Huh. So, like, unless you get, so if you don't get the shot, you can get chicken pox. I guess. But, like, but isn't that scary? Because what if that, like, because it's supposedly if you get chicken pox, the donut can kill you. What do you mean? I don't know how else to explain that. Uh, like, if you get chicken pox as an adult, it can kill you. How, how, do you need to clarify that anymore? I, mean, I don't think that that's true. Is that not true? I don't think so. I thought it could be like dangerous to an adult to get chickenpox. That's why you always wanted to get it as a kid. I don't is that, is that a, a wives' tale? I don't know. All I know is people don't get chickenpox anymore. It's gone, done. 
Texas angry guy was naked wearing a Kim Mulkey mask as he wrote that last text. It was his proudest moment. <laughs> I don't picture him wearing the Mulkey mask, just wearing the uh, the jacket, the Mardi Gras jacket only. God, which one? I hate that she's getting so much attention too for these outfits because now it's just going to become more of a thing. I was surprised that what she was wearing. Did you see the thing at the when when they went to the White House last month where one of the players? Passed out, standing behind Biden. Like everybody rushed over, and she just like stood there and was like embarrassed. She like didn't even go to help the player out, but she was wearing like a normal suit. Like I was surprised she wasn't. Wearing Are you done with the White House collapse? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised yeah. she wasn't wearing something just like more crazy. Like she because now she's getting more attention for that. Who passed out? By the way, it's one of the players in the team. No. Not one of the ones anybody knows. Texas says, kids on a once-in-a-lifetime parade make sense, but if you bring a crying baby to a non-kids movie, I will punch your child. <laughs> I get, yeah, for sure. I, I think we can all I agree don't see on that. I think just leave the kid at home in both situations. First of all, a kid's movie or not, you shouldn't take a baby to a kid's, uh, to a movie theater. I, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I mean, the movie theater, there should be like a, there should be a, there should be an age limit at movie theaters. Like, if you're under the age of like four, you can't come in. I was going to say like 13. I was, gonna, I was trying to be nice, <laughs> but damn. <laughs> I've had some bad. These teen kids sitting behind me at movies like, the last like few years, just it's it's an have you, and have you taken Virginia to a theater? Not yet. Okay. <clears throat> I think um, we've talked about potentially doing There's a new, she's all commercial for the new Paw Patrol movie that's coming out in like September. Mm-hmm. And we're like, maybe she'll. she'll. Now, if you do it, are you going to do like a daytime? Where you can, yeah. You can aim for like the least amount of people in there. Like there should also be like a time limit, like like bars. You know, you can't like kids in a bar after like ten o'clock or something. Some places like you shouldn't. You shouldn't under twenty one. I mean, you shouldn't let kids in like theaters before uh, after like four o'clock. I agree with that. These are things. These are rules that are, I'm going to implement when I become mayor or governor. Texas says I have to. I listened to yesterday's show this morning, and I have to ask: Did Trevor lose his virginity in Gulf Shores with his aunt, or please tell me it was a different trip? Well, the man and uncle took me down there. He didn't. To answer, wasn't with my aunt. Trevor did not lose his virginity to his aunt. No, no, no. It was a uh, nineteen-year-old uh, chunky girl from Tennessee. Don't remember her name, but she took my damn Offspring CD in my Smashing Pumpkin CD. In hindsight, I would have rather kept the CDs. <laughs> it should be a movie. I mean, we, we got drunk and broke into like the local like little convenience store. I took like a. Like a buttload of like Mountain Dew, twenty ounces. My uncle wakes up next morning. He walks out in the hallway where I'm passed. I'm passed out on the couch. He opens up the condo fridge. He's like, "Trevor, why is the fridge completely stocked with soda and like junk food?" I'm like, do you really want to know, Bill? He's like, "No, not really. Yeah. We're good. Just We're good for the week. Yeah, We're fine." <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill was more of an understanding man. <laughs> he's more. He's more like, "Yeah." We're good. <laughs> Texas TK is right with the babies in parades. What's next? Tom Brady tossing a baby instead of a trophy to another boat? Didn't he toss a baby? No, he tossed the trophy. Oh, don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I really think that was the real trophy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It's not the real trophy. He also apparently wasn't. He was faking being drunk. Sure he was. And everyone who says they're faking drunk is drunk. I don't know, man. He, Why would you fake drunk? Because he got a ton of attention for it. Because he was buzzed. He was trying to, but he was like sla- like falling over and stuff. I, I totally buy the, the, he was faking being drunk. Um, but yeah, I agree. No, yeah, just the kids, they don't need to be depressed. It's no. Texture says, did, did TJ actually <laughs> delete my text from earlier because he was embarrassed? On the, on the text machine? 
I guess, yeah. I thought we couldn't do deletes. I thought we just, like, blocked people. TJ, did you delete a tweet or text? Uh, TJ, TJ is responding to this guy during our show. Whoa, no, no, TJ, dude, dude. Did y'all hear TJ say this morning that UK is a top three destination for a road game in the SEC, and then when no one agreed with him, he backtracked and asked if it was a top half destination in the SEC. And then TJ said, that's not what happened, little fella. I specifically said that when Keeneland like was in session, <laughs> and it's it's definitely a top three in October. And they're, they're going back and forth. And this guy, this guy was like, are you just responding to bury the original text from Mike? And TJ said, exactly, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I do not think that that Kentucky is a top three destination for a road game in the SEC in the no. new SEC. No, I don't think they weren't at all. I SEC. love TJ, but I, I disagree. You mean football? Yes, they weren't in the old SEC. No, they're, they're I can't not. think of a time in the SEC when they had like Georgia Tech and Tulane if they were top three. No, I mean Louisville wouldn't be either. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just it's the SEC. <laughs> I think if you ask a you know Texas fan. The three would we road be, trips he's most excited about making. I don't think Kentucky's making that list. Would we be higher in the ACC than they would be in the SEC, though? Um, I want to say yes. I kind of do, too. Because the ACC is... There's not a whole lot of really good road trips in the ACC. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it's not It's not like... it's. I think it's, people, it's, it's more, yeah, for the conference, the, 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 the you know, hardness of the conference. I think Clemson's awesome. Everybody wants to go to Clemson. Florida State, you want to go because it's Florida State, but the actual like Tallahassee sucks. There's not a whole lot to go. Yeah, I've been to Tallahassee. There's nothing there. Miami is Miami, but the the actual game experience isn't great. Again, I'm not saying Louisville's better than these. I'm saying these are the ones that you put it. But the ACC compared to the SEC when you're talking about road trips is not. I mean, I'm I'm, yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, it's not a comparison at all. Virginia's campus is cool, but you know, I mean, Kentucky's not ahead of Georgia. They're not ahead of Florida. I, mean, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Like, uh, if you're well, looking for I mean, like, the the stature of the program, again, like Florida State, you'd you'd love to see your program play against Florida State at Doe Campbell, but like, it's not like a, it's not a cool tailgating setup. It's not like the coolest place to be in the world. So I don't. It, it kind of it's it's a tough question to answer. I guess it is a preference thing. I mean, but regardless it, of what your preference is, UK is not top three in the SEC. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the SEC East? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they're ahead of Vanderbilt, Missouri. Well, yeah, for sure. So that only leaves Tennessee, South Carolina, and Florida. I mean, and so, I mean, they're behind Georgia. Would they be behind? I mean, that means Joey had to be ahead They're behind of, Tennessee. Okay, I mean, so are they behind South Carolina and Florida? Yes. Okay, well, then they're not top three in the East. No, but they are ahead of Vandy, and they're ahead of Missouri. I guess you can make a K. I mean, South Carolina. I'm, I mean, I'm, I think they're behind South Carolina. South Carolina's okay. I mean, I've, I've never been to a game there. But, yeah, again, it's also like what you said. Are you looking for atmosphere in terms of, like, like tailgating and, like, the, the, embracing the whole college Like, I think TJ's, TJ's point, when he's trying to make on the, the text line. Because that isn't bad. He's saying the, uh, the October double of, like, a day at Keeneland and then going over to the stadium. Oh, well, I mean. Makes it up there, which is a – that's a, a cool little – niche thing that's unique to Lexington and unique to UK football that I, I do think is cool, but I still don't have it ahead of like LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, any of those schools, Georgia. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm being honest. Like I just, I, I would, if I did, I would say it. I don't. 
Say good break. We got the five o'clock the hour. Weirdest text. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that after the break. Five o'clock oh, yeah. hour coming your way next. Uh, we'll take more texts from you guys. We'll get into all sorts of weird stuff. It's a weird ticked off TK Thursday here on fourteen fifty <laughs> and ninety six one. The Big X. <laughs> sorts of mad TK. Uh, we, we didn't really have a whole lot going on today, and thankfully Trevor got mad about a bunch of stuff, which has made for really fun. You, are you the real angry guy? Is the question that everybody's asking right now. No one wants to see your kids. It's like Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least you... I don't have to worry about it. you. You stick to like putting uh, your kids stuff on Instagram. Like If you follow me on Instagram, you realize it's not going to be a whole lot of Louisville stuff. It's going to yeah. be mostly my kids. And I don't go on Instagram because... I'm an adult, so I don't I don't, I don't have to worry no about that. On Instagram, not creepy ones. No, it's not <laughs> true. I, I, yeah, I think you're one of like two people that I know that aren't on Instagram. I stopped at Twitter. I mean, it's I'm shocked you're on Twitter to be quite frank. Well, I was like 28 when 27 when Twitter came out. I was still young. I said what I said. What's that? I said what I said. <laughs> I'm shocked you're on Facebook. So right before the break, I got a, I got a text. Okay. And it's like. It's from a 385 number, and it says Trevor, so they apparently know me. It's Publius Poles. Is this because we were talking about Publius from Julius Caesar at the beginning of the show? I assume. With two questions, which party will you vote for in November? Or it just says Nov? Question mark. A, Shirley GOP. B, Lean GOP. C, unsure. I think you can see where the risk is going, by the way. D, lean Dem. E, surely Dem. Or G, communist. <laughs> <laughs> I actually added the last oh, one. <laughs> for a second there, I was like, oh, I thought this was. So it is like, this is a just genuine spam text. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, do wanna, I do wanna reply back, G, communist, though. Would that be good? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just piss them off. <laughs> now, you said that. You got that. I said during the break, I got an email. We, we've made mention before about how you and I, we both are signed up for the Nextdoor app for some reason. And they get you. Like I, I never use it. It's always something boring. But the email gets you. They, they, like, oh, the headline. They, put, they have a enticing headline. It's like the most viewed post. And then they have like the first part of a sentence. And it always cuts off right where you just want to know what's, what's being talked about. And the one that I saw, and this is pertinent to your interest, the headline was, what's going on at Wagner? What's going on at Wagner? Just drove around 10.30 a.m. and saw tons of first responder vehicles. Drove back by around noon, and they were still there. Does anyone have any idea? What's going on? L- look it up. This is And this is what happens with all these posts. It's just everybody being like, I saw it too. 
and to nobody having anything. It's like when there's a, a wreck on your street and everybody just walks out. They're like, I heard it too. I can't go f- an hour in a day without getting a either a rain community or a neighborhood uh, text about a lost dog or cat. Oh, yeah. that's that's. I just – babbles. It's either that or somebody saw something that they thought was a fox. Or a coyote. I've had a few of those. I think I saw a coyote. And I, it wasn't a and coyote. At least, at least three three times a night I get after midnight. Did anyone else hear that bang? Dude, it's, it's, it's never gunshots. Every single time I want to be like, I'll sum it up for you quickly. No, it wasn't a gunshot. So, but what so, so really bothered me about the like, are we have that just like that many irresponsible people, pet owners out there? Like people are losing dogs and cats on like a record number of bases. Yes, like, I think it's happening. I've owned dogs my entire life. I've never lost one of my dogs. I've never lost a cat. Well, at least on purpose, lose a cat. No, oh, you did steal a cat. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Like it just, it, like I, every time I see that, I come on and just go claiming these dogs because I don't want them. I don't want them to go back to the original owners. I don't blame you for that. Um, I can't have any more dogs. Well, I'm gonna get mad. Before we go back to the text line, I, I wanted to bring this up. Jim Nagy, who covers the, he's like one of the directors of the Senior Bowl. He had a long thread today talking about. A specific Louisville player. Here's what he had to say. He said, Louisville fans know what they got in new head coach Jeff Brom, a hometown legend returning after leading Purdue to the Big Ten title game last year. But they might not realize just yet what they have in Georgia State transfer Jamari Thrash. Our staff just finished some summer work on Thrash, who led the Sun Belt with 1,122 receiving yards a year ago, and he's one of the best portal kids in college football, not to mention a legit draftable NFL player. We knew Thrash was one of the most productive group of five receivers, but we didn't know what to expect when we put on the tape. What we saw was a good route runner who can get open and make plays at all three levels. Jamari Thrash can also make things happen with the ball in his hands. There's no level of comp concerns either because one of Thrash's best games came against South Carolina's starting cornerback duo who both got drafted fairly high back in April. We're excited to see what Thrash does this fall under Brom and wide receiver coach Garrick McGee and with Cal transfer quarterback Jack Plummer getting him the ball. Uh, he also points out, you know, what Jeff Brom's wide receivers have done over the years. Th- that production by guys like Charlie Jones last year, David Bell, Rondell Moore, Taiwan Taylor at Western Kentucky. They, they said we- it needs to bump Jamari Thrash all the way up in these fantasy college football rankings when it comes to wide receivers. I'm excited. You should be excited. And we have it's not just Thrash either. You got Kevin Coleman joining the fold. You have Amari Huggins Bruce coming back. You got a number of uh, you mean you have four incoming freshman wide receivers. Three of them are very highly ranked in the recruiting rankings. All have chances to be really good college players. In the immortal words of Scott Satterfield, I'm excited to see who gets these balls. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is. I'm gonna look back at the Thrash and uh, Thrash and Coleman combo is just like one of my favorites when, when it's all said and done. I think I can. I, I'm excited to see I, Kevin Coleman. I, I'm do his thing. very excited for both of these these guys. I mean, I'm thinking like. This is like going to be right there. Like I don't think it'll. I mean, it could maybe overpass the Afros, but I doubt it. Like, cause that, I mean, first of all, it's, it's such a kick-ass nickname. <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome, right? The Afros. Oh, that's great. And they, they backed it up. So, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be. I, I, that's how excited I am for the, this this receiving tandem. Now speaking. Not, of- not to not, not to throw anything against you know Bruce and and, and some of the people coming back. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see there are a number of, of potential options out hey, there. Thank you for my response. Oh, on the text. <laughs> yeah, like, nice. Thank you for your insight. We will take it in consideration. <laughs> well, 
Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I did see also, speaking of I'm mentioning Scott Satterfield and getting these balls, uh, Cincinnati lost its oh. highest-ranked commit from the class of 2024. Qua Birdsong, a four-star linebacker out of Georgia, announced that he was decommitting from the Bearcats and reopening his recruitment. Used to that Cincinnati fans. Your last name is Birdsong. I know a place where you can go. we got a home for you right here. You can be a bird. I'm a bird. You're a bird. Let's be birds together. Come down here, Qua. But that takes uh, the current ranking for Scott Satterfield's 2024 recruiting class down to number 41 in the country. I wonder if you latest Otis Birdsong. I want, speaking of being... You know, Petty, we were having the HVL conversation about how we didn't want to have the conversation anymore last hour. I am I'm actively rooting against Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati. <laughs> Why don't you have to? He's going to fail anyway. One, it's the same thing where it's like, I didn't care for him here. There, there are reasons to have a little bit of animosity. I know he left on his own accord, and you know the fans didn't really care for him that much, and we should be happy with what we got. But also, you know, it's also at least a little bit about the program that he went to. Same thing with HVL. If she'd gone to Gonzaga, Stanford, whatever, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Go have fun. But going to LSU and Kim Mulkey, we already didn't like them. We already don't like Cincinnati. They're a rival. We just had bad blood with them in the bowl game. We've kept the keg of nails now for over a decade. We had a long history in, in multiple conferences together. I wasn't, I, I'm never rooting for Cincinnati to begin with. And now I'm, I'm rooting against them even more. But I do want to kind of see him fail because – you get the sense that he just thought that the problems that, that occurred at Louisville were more about us than they were about him. And he wants to go show us by killing it at a program that's kind of on, you know, same type of city, same type of history, not a renowned national powerhouse, a couple of really good seasons tossed in here or there, now making the jump up in, in conference to the Big 12. I think he wants to go there and prove that it was about the issues at Louisville more so than the issues with Scott Satterfield. And I kind of hope he falls flat on his face. I agree with you only because it's Cincinnati. I, I wouldn't really. I mean, they could have like the Pope coaching there, and I'd still want him to lose miserably because sure. I hate Cincinnati. Um, I just, I don't know. I know this is crazy to think. I just never, I never really hated Satterfield, though. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Coach Brown, but. I never yeah. hated Satterfield. I mean, I always, I, I mean, at some point, I mean, I defended him a little bit more in his losing season because. I thought you know it, it was more about like the lack of execution than it was the play calling in some cases in that four and eight year. I mean there was multiple times where we'd have guys wide open and you know just the receiver drop it or miss it or you know whatever. And just so I, I mean I, I don't think his style is going to be successful at the level that Cincinnati's going to. I think he's more fitted for being a mid major coach. Um, I don't know if that's considered an insult or not. If it is, then so be it. If it's not, then it's the truth. But that's what I kind of think he is, and I don't think he'll be successful in Cincinnati, and I don't think he was going to be any more successful than, than six or seven wins here a season as well because that's just what he does. And maybe it's not so much animosity as it is. Well, like you said, I'm never going to root for Cincinnati to begin with. No. But also, if he did go there and like crushed it at Cincinnati, it's a reflection on us, is it not? You know, we would feel kind of worse about ourselves. Like maybe this guy, he had great success at App State. There's no debating that. He comes here, he has solid success right out of the gate, and then never really recaptures that moving forward. If he went to Cincinnati and it turns them into a program that three or four years from now is constantly flirting with going to the playoff, competing with the best in the Big Twelve, right, right out of the jump. It would look bad on us. It, it, you know, people would start to say there are just institutional problems at U of L. 
There's an issue with the the staff. There's an issue with the, the fan base. There's an issue with all that stuff. And clearly it was their fault that they didn't take off when Scott Satterfield was there. And I don't want that to happen, obviously. So I think it's it's multi-layered why I'm rooting. I'm justifying my my hating on Scott Satterfield in Cincinnati, and I think I'm justified in doing so. I think I think I'm right. I mean, what do you consider? I mean, if he, does, if he stays his head above water in the Big 12 and they just go seven, maybe four with eight wins, but probably six or seven wins, I mean, that's just – I mean, that's what he was doing here. Yeah, I, I, and I can see that happening. And I can see that happening in the Big 12, too, next year. I mean, who do you got really – I mean, Oklahoma and Texas are now gone. Not that, you know, they were Texas was, you know, really blowing down the doors of anybody. But, I mean, I think Kansas State will be a clear favorite. I mean, that's uh, – Cleedman or whatever their coach is, he's, I like him. I mean, he's a much better coach than Satterfield, on, even on his worst days. You know, TCU obviously is coming back. I mean, how much they bring back. Baylor will be hopefully maybe bounced back from a bad year. So, I mean, it's it's the the, the conference is kind of open for him to, to be a six win team. Oklahoma and Texas are still there for this year. Oh, I thought they were gone this year. They they make the move to the SEC next year. Okay, my bad. Twenty twenty four is the first year they're going to do that. So you <laughs> you still confusing? Yeah, I know it, it's tough to keep track of. So you still got them. You still got Oklahoma State. It'll be a very yeah. tough conference this year for sure. But, yeah, if they come in and right away they're competitors, then it's not a great reflection of us. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I kind of think that they're going, like you said, head above water, sort of like West Virginia when they went to the Big 12, at least at first, where they're 7-5, and five, maybe 8-4, and four, which would be a good year for them, but not not what they've been recently in the AAC. I mean, sure. they win seven games because he plays a good out-of-conference schedule. I could see him having a losing record in conference next year. But it's not because it's not like Cincinnati was like some kind of like, like he's built like some dynasty. I mean, they they're coming off just basically a one quarterback tenure and Luke Fickle. I mean, they were doing much before Desmond. Ritt, they found you know mm-hmm. Diamond in a rough and Desmond Ritter, the local kid, and Luke Fickle found him. Or like technically, Zach Taylor found him, but you know that's just. I mean, how many times have we seen that? West Virginia saw that with Pat. You know, with their little quarterback run and and, and Pat White. They've been somewhat mediocre to average since. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, we'll see. It's you never know, but I'm I'm with you. I think that they're going to have just a eh, kind of a whatever run. The other thing that has been a talking point today, people are trying to predict, and this is just classic mid June fodder for conversation. People have been trying to predict the ACC SEC challenge for basketball games, and it sucks because everybody's kind of like we're assuming Louisville's not going to be involved because they finished last last year. Yeah. But one thing, one part of this because we've had this discussion before about how Louisville's non conference schedule. The men are probably going to have an extra game because, and, and look, there's nothing in the contract I think that says the last place team in the ACC is the one that automatically gets left out. So if they want to include Louisville and take out Boston College or somebody like that, they can. But what we haven't talked about is on the women's side, they have an ACC SEC challenge now as well. There's a possibility that we could get Louisville versus LSU in this thing. Bring it. I mean, I would. You want to talk about Bring if, it. especially if the game is here. You want to talk about the Yum Center, people hanging from the rafters. That would break some of the attendance records that I think we had with UConn when they came here. Some of the big, like Notre Dame, those big games. Like, that would be maybe the rowdiest game, men's or women's, that we've had in a while correct in, me if in I'm, that building. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember because I've had this debate with multiple people. You are anti-booing of college athletes, right? I am. Okay, that's what I thought you were because I'm pro-booing. I mean, of your, on your own team, at least. Okay, so you would be... Oh, I've, I've booed... For, I've booed Opposing athletes. Before, okay, yeah. so you would boo Haley Van Lith if she came back in the. Uh, I don't know about that. That's that's what yeah, I'd I want mean. to though. Yeah, no, you want to. I, I want, want to. to. 
You should. If she now if she like made like some sort of like L's down gesture, then yeah, I'd probably boo. No, I mean you should boo regardless. That'd be a good question. When she gets introduced, boo. Does she get more boos or cheers? Because people there'd be people who would cheer, and there would definitely be people who would boo. I mean, I say boo. <laughs> I give you an example. I went. I meet me and my buddy say for, for for a Christmas gift for him one year. He's a huge Kobe fan. Loved Kobe. So I, I've told you this, like, we went to see the Pacers, Kobe's last game against Pacers, and we oh. were, like, second row from the court. We had awesome seats. I bought them before he announced his retirement, and I could have made a killing off selling them. But we went, and, like, you know, Pacer fans are, like, cheering him. They're like, is this his last game there? And I'm the entire time, I'm just booing. I'm talking trash to him. I'm saying things that probably maybe get thrown me out, get, get you thrown out of a game now. I was saying some dirty stuff. Yes, Colorado was mentioned on, a, on more than one occasion. And like I just remember the guy behind me, he's just like, "Why are you?" He's like, "Dude, this is Kobe's last game." I was like, "I don't give a bleep." It's like I still remember two thousand. Screw that dude. It's like he's a, he's a, this is a, he's on our team. I don't care if it's his farewell tour, but maybe first tell you farewell, dude. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like and then the guy was kind of like he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we remember, man. Listen, I almost feel like it's. Is it uh, can, is it say is it almost weird to say it's disrespectful not to boo her? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't think it's safe to say that at all. I think so. I think it's you disrespectful. You're doing yourself a disservice and the rest of this community <laughs> yeah, and her if you don't boo your ass off out I mean, there. I don't think. Yeah, I think you're basically saying we didn't care about you that much, and so we're not hurt you left. So hey, yay, welcome back. No, no, welcome back. Boo. I don't know. I'm torn. That's uh, no, Natalie. No, you're not. No, boo. I did. It, it reminds me a little. This bit. This is it's why I boo. But, but remember, people gave North Carolina a little bit of crap for not giving Mike Shashevsky a gift when his last. I was like, why? Like, let's not act like they loved each other. Like, like, if we had, if we, if John Calipari announced a retirement tour and we gave him some big like Louisville Slugger or whatever, I'd be pissed off about yes. it. Yes, it's a rival. Unless we did something with that. That that. That before afterwards, Kenny Klein's just like pulls WWE. He's like, "Oh no! Oh, Klein just hit him in the knees. Oh my God!" Now bend over and take your bat. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I'd, I, I, I think this is simple fanhood, right? I mean, I don't see you have to like say derogatory things. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to throw things. Maybe if she scores fifty, then you can. But it, I I, say, it, my concern would be she would just feed off of it and just line well, it up. Well, then that's the part of sports. Let's but see maybe she gets too worked up. I mean, we, she's gotten too worked up before and had bad yeah. games as a result. Maybe it'd be good. Maybe it'd be a good thing strategically. And if she gets caught in some boot crossfires from Kim, then then so be it. I don't know. Uh, I say boo. Hiss even. Take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texture says. TK says that society needs to be nicer and more accepting of smokers. And then later in the show says, these damn kids need to be regulated in less places in public. This guy's incredible. Well, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I am getting tired of being treated like a leper as a smoker. It is getting annoying. Nothing sums up better than the great South Park episode of the Museum of Tolerance. When they're like, they're good and they go outside and the guy lights up a cigarette and they start throw pelting him with cans. <laughs> Texture says... Uh, TK's interaction with kids goes from telling them to go away to playing fetch with them like Seth Rogen's character from Knock Knock. <laughs> I can see it. treat my daughter like a dog. 
Texas kids don't get chicken pox now because of the shot. Same reasons that we don't get measles, mumps, or rubella. Okay, I knew. Rubella? Isn't that like a candy? Um, I knew. I yes. Knew. <laughs> rubella. <laughs> I, uh, I, knew, I knew measles. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know anybody's ever had measles. Do you? No, because it's been... Yeah, but we've been... Yeah, that, that was a shot by... Yeah, you've been getting those shots before we were when we were kids, but I always thought chicken pox... I think people died chicken pox. Well, I know, but again, like, the... the we just looked up the, the vaccine. Yeah, you said 95. 95. So it was very much a thing when we were growing so up. So when would it become more like... I doubt... I, I mean, we, we know how this country handles, like, new vaccines, so you would think it didn't become trendy till like, maybe, what, 2000? No, I think probably right away doctors were... I mean, I think vaccines were less of a taboo subject back then than they are now. I suppose. Yeah, so you probably... You know. I wonder, because my buddy say his kid, Taylor's 22. He's born in 2001. I wonder if he... I wonder if he said at Red Chicken Box. I never thought about it. I don't know. I'm going to have to find I'm going to text him later to see. In the span of a decade, Chicken Pox has gone from being one of the most common pediatric conditions to the point where new cases are extremely, extremely rare. Like, are we going to get to the point where, like... A generation is going to see a movie involving chicken pox and I have no clue what they're talking about. Probably. I think that's the goal, right? It's just right? weird, right? Well, I mean, it's like us with polio. Well, yeah, but polio hasn't been relevant in like since like the 30s. No, it's not. It's not true. My friend's dad had polio. He, Did he? He had to walk with crutches from complications. I had a teacher in I had Trinity who had uh, was had to use a wheelchair. When did we have the polio vaccine? Like in the, I thought it was in like the 50s. Um, I mean, Jonas Salk, creator of the polio vaccine. You know that off the top of your head? Yeah. You don't know Jonas Salk? Who <laughs> meant the cotton gin? Eli Whitney. Now, I knew that one. You did? I actually knew Eli Whitney, yeah. Uh, what year was the polio vaccine? I wouldn't have known like, who invented the polio vaccine. That wouldn't have come to my mind. 1955 was when it was Hey, I had developed. that. I was at 50s. You right there. Yeah. Right there. Bam. I thought it was. So I guess if, if you're talking about people that you know that had, they had it when they were probably when they were kids. They were kids, yeah. yeah. I think like my the teacher I had... Uh, Bob Hewler at Trinity, who I think just passed away a couple of years ago, he it was one of those deals where he got polio like right before the vaccine became a thing. Like just was like right there at the cutoff as a kid and you know, had to you know, basically couldn't walk his whole life without crutches or a wheelchair, which you know, it sucked, but he had a good attitude about it. But that would be, I'm sure, very bitter. Yeah. Well. Texas says Trevor has admitted to at least four misdemeanors on the show <laughs> over the last year. I thought you were just going to say today. I'm Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Meat is better than a felony, right? <laughs> I keep those for the podcast. <laughs> These podcasts exclusive. Angry guys, text back in. What's angry guys so mad about now? Said you goofies. He called us goofies? Uh, the, mo- the more attention we give Angry Guy, the nicer he gets. Maybe that's all he wanted. Angry guys at his office job. I don't think he is. In a nice pullover in khakis, waiting for the 5 o'clock bell to head home, uh, do rail lines of cocaine, and do it all again tomorrow. I have some respect for myself. Jeez, you guys. The women angry guy said he was doing that. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> like I, I don't know why I just pictured him as like Fred Flintstone when the bell goes off. He just jumps up and says, Yeah, but happy do. Texas says again, every story about Trevor makes me believe there has to be a hell. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take our There's final break. <laughs> take our final break. We'll come back. We'll read more of your text. We'll look uh, ahead to tomorrow. Is, is there anything going on tonight? Is, I mean, the Red no. Playing? It's, it's a lame Thursday night. I think I might watch the uh, part three and four of um, Bill Walton. We'll find out what Trevor's going to watch uh, at the end of the next segment. Keep it locked right here for that here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Makes me feel fine.
Kelsey without love. Ugly Kid Joe. You remember they did Cats in the Cradle? I remember the I remember the band. <laughs> I don't remember this song. I, it sounds. A oh, little this was familiar. like their only hit, was it? Yeah. There's a video there on the beach. There's like a there's, a there's a like a like a plastic old school plastic woman floating around. Well, if you hate not having a working air conditioning, there's only one place oh, to call. I hate that. Airserve of Louisville, which is taking your calls 24 hours a day at 502-785-8600. They're the best in the biz for a reason. They're available all hours, all days. Call them at 2 a.m. If you have an AC broken and it's very, very hot in your home, they'll come out to your home. They'll fix that problem. They'll get you sleeping comfortably. 502-785-8600. That's Airserve of Louisville, Louisville's home team. Making Louisville cold and warm in the winter since 1947. All right, we've got about two. 23 minutes or so to take some text to, to hear from you guys. I did want to say a TV list. Oh, we could do that too. We could, I'd have to find it. You lose it. Yeah. It's from, I've had it like bookmarked and then we just kept not doing it. So we have to go find that. So we can do that. But, so like five times in this sentence. I know. So, but TJ did text in to, to I, I'm assuming to, I haven't opened the text, but I'm assuming he's defending himself over his, UK is a top three game destination in the new SEC. I'm assuming that excuse is daytime drinking. No, he just said, Mike, you just hate Keeneland, and you're on record saying that. I'm on record as saying I think Keeneland's overrated, especially when you're an adult. I loved going to Keeneland in college. I thought it was very cool. Going there as an adult, is there's nothing special about it. To me. I've never been to Keeneland. I think it's a, again, I think it's a solid pitch to a SEC rival fan to say we have this thing going in at least in October for those home games on Saturdays. We have this cool thing where you can go to our racetrack, spend the day there. It's beautiful. You can do some horse race tailgating out in that big field, go bet on some ponies and then get drunk, go to the football game, tailgate there, enjoy it, watch your team play, hopefully lose to our our Wildcats and then go about your way. It's a nice little pitch. I still don't think it makes UK a top three destination. Also, I mean, how do you know that if they don't have something like that in Athens at some point during during a month? Well, they don't have horse racing there. Well, man, horse racing, maybe they have something else going on. Well, maybe it's be. something we've never heard of. Maybe it's something really awesome and cool. A very cool farmer's market. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> if, you, if we were taking this show on the road. Hello, was, what if you want to go to the Atlanta Strip Club with the Great Wings? If it was you and me. Magic City? Yeah. <laughs> if it was you and me going on the road for a... Let's say non-Clemson Louisville road game. We're looking to have fun, looking to make some memories. Which school in the ACC would you want to go visit the most? In the ACC? Yes. 
I mean, South Carolina, I mean, not South Carolina, Clemson, I don't even know, would have been on top of my list anyway, but. Um, well, I'd, yeah. I'd say Florida State or Miami, probably just for location alone. I'd say I've been to Tallahassee for a game. I'd, I'd still probably say Florida State just because it's Florida State. It's, it's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's Florida State. I mean, at worst, we get maybe you get to see the, the girls with the cowboy hats on. But I would say, like, runner-up for me would be Virginia Tech. I think that would be going to Blacksburg for a game would be cool. Like, that's a big-time environment. Cool. At least the start. Yeah. Like, you can leave at halftime, though. It's a relatively manageable drive compared to some of the other schools in the ACC. So that'd be my one and two. Miami, I, I, I guess I'd like to go, but I don't know. Honestly, I may say Pittsburgh just because I like oh. – only re- – hear me out. Okay. Anytime I have a destination, I always like to pick places that I can always go to a different sporting event while I'm there. And if at least I go to Pittsburgh, we can go maybe see a Pirates game or a Penguins game or a Steelers game. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of options like that in the ACC outside of that in Miami. Exactly, yeah. All right, we'll take some text here. Uh, 20 minutes ago, if you want to get your thoughts heard, 502-414-1450 is the number to make that happen. I've never been to Pittsburgh. You like The way you just sounded when I said that, like... I mean, I just pit like TJ's a big Pitt fan. He likes Pittsburgh. Pitt football going to a Pitt football game just seems like the least cool game day environment in the entire conference. They, I mean, they usually do they they, do they do the thing where they play like big games still at Heinz Field or wherever they call it. And I think they play all the games. Do they play all? Okay. Yeah, and this Temple like, plays all their games at, at Link. I thought they just got their own stadium. Did they? Oh, maybe they did. Okay, I could be wrong. I, I mean, thought they I, got I, their I own stadium. They probably better off playing at the Link. And <laughs> Those Temple that. games yeah. were like you. Yeah. 1,000 people in that gigantic stadium. It was so bad. I, I mean, the one year they tried to have a pink out against us, and it was like five dudes wearing pink. I'm like, this is just why, – why are you guys even trying? Why even do it in a color out of it? Was that like the Michael Bush game? I was like, you know your situation. Why are you trying to do anything? It actually was a game – it was the 2013 year where we were like really good, and they played us closer than we thought they were going to. But They, they had a couple of decent teams in the last few years. Yeah. Texture says, I went to the Syracuse game last year, and it had to have been the most pathetic tailgating experiences that I've ever attended. Yeah, I can't see Syracuse being a big tailgating school. I've heard Syracuse tailgates aren't great. Yeah, I believe that. Just the setup is kind of weird, and yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'd mean, like to think, I mean, I hate to say this, but we're probably in the bottom half, bottom part of the ACC in tailgating, too. Probably. Yeah. Uh, although we're not a great tailgating conference. No. I mean, I think Clemson might would be good at it. Clemson is elite. Clemson is like... Like a big time SEC experience. I could see, I could see Virginia or Virginia Tech being good at it. Virginia Tech's good. Virginia's not. Is okay. Um, NC State's okay. Miami, I know won't. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, maybe. No, no, no. It's like right. Their stadium's like right downtown. There's no, there's no big place to tailgate there. Okay. I mean, Carolina's okay. Carolina's. Yeah, I've been to a Carolina game. Yeah. I've actually been to two that are pretty. It's pretty good. I'm in a Chapel Hill, but BC sucks. Wake sucks. BC's one I think would. would I take be it back. Good. I think we're top half. Wake Forest probably decent tailgate. Wake Forest sucks. <laughs> you just hate Wake Forest in general. Listen, there's no fans. Like they, they played us. They, they were like top ten, and they have, they were getting like eighteen thousand fans in their home games. Yeah, but I mean, a majority of the fans like having you can have a good tailgating atmosphere. Maybe a not a great turnout. In Wake Forest, I'm telling you right now, does not have a great tailgate. I mean, I, I've been I've had some fun tailgating in Kentucky when they had nobody in the stands. Kentucky tailgating is not bad. Yeah, like, they, they've got a kind of a rowdy fan base. Wake Forest, the fans are showing up thirty minutes early so they can get a glass of prosecco before the game. Like that's it's not opposed to us showing up thirty minutes late <laughs> and slamming like seven beers as we walk in. Yeah, Texture says uh, UK might not be top ten in the SEC. Florida, UGA, Tennessee, Bama, Auburn, South Carolina, adding adding Texas and Oklahoma. That would be no. Yeah, I mean they're not ahead. Of, they're not ahead of any of those schools probably. 
Texas says, I think the only schools that are ahead of are Missouri, Vandy, and Mississippi State. I don't know much about Mississippi State. Though. I don't either. I know Ole Miss, Miss is the Grove, and yeah. that's really cool. I don't know much about Mississippi State. Other fans, I mean, cowbells and they're kind of rowdy, but I don't know like what the atmosphere in Starkville is like. I would, I would venture to say, if anything, I mean, I can see Kentucky. I mean, I'm not trying to like hate on Kentucky. It's just, well, it's the SEC. Like, yeah, football I mean, tailgating is kind of like it's like the pinnacle. Of if you put Kentucky in the in the ACC, they might be number one or two. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you maybe you're argue Clemson or maybe Virginia Tech. Clemson is a million times better. Okay, than so yeah. you put him. I mean, two. Who's definitively two above or above Kentucky right now in the ACC? I would still say. I you mean, bashed almost everybody a second ago. I did. I mean, I, I like Carolina's game day environment. Carolina's game day environment is more beautiful. Their fan base is probably less rowdy than UK's for for big games. Um, NC State's is, is is okay. It's fine. I, I would say I can. I would compare NC State to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. FSU, eh. still probably better than Kentucky. Texture says, um, I was always, I don't even know what this means. I was always reply to the people asking about helicopters that it's Papa John. Oh, I guess people like on, on the thing that we saw loud noise, gunshots, or whatever. You see that one too, helicopters. Helicopter, why is there a helicopter floating right, flying around that so and so neighborhood? I have an answer. I'll see that occasionally, but not not as often. I hear gunshot or loud noise. I have an answer for the the Wagner High School thing, by the way. Oh, what happened? What happened? I have a high authority. It was the St. Matthews Police Department staging training. The, they the, do training at Wagner. Why? Training for what? I'm assuming some sort of active shooter. Are they assu- are they assuming something's gonna happen at Wagner because it's, it's a ghetto school? Is that what they're saying? No, it's a big. building. Are they calling us? Are they calling us scum? It's a big building in St. Matthews. Well, a lot of it's big a school buildings. in St. Matthews that has is evacuated because it's summer. Couldn't do it at Trinity, but no. Well, it's a private private building. Wagner's a public school. Texas, the only worthwhile email I've gotten from next door was an old man with an attached video of a kid throwing a gallon of Sunny D in his garage door. He asked, does anyone know this youngster? He dented my garage door, and I just want to know why. I love how I do Sunny D. <laughs> did anybody buy? I didn't even think anybody bought Sunny D anymore. Have you had Sunny D recently? Not like 20 years. It was so good as a kid. I tried it once when I was probably like 25. I was like, oh, my God. It's just like it's like tangy sludge. It's just, it's it's like wa- it's watered-down orange juice, right? It's, I don't even know what to describe it. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, how did they let us drink this as kids? There's no way that this is remotely good for well, you. Well, because your other options were soda, purple stuff. But it was like a Sunny morning D. drink. I had Sunny D with like cereal oh, yeah. before school. It was, I, an, what was it? it was it's like a, it was like an orange watered down orange juice. Yeah. I also before every baseball game in high school would have a Mountain Dew energy drink with a Snickers Crunch bar. Well, I, I never got that was supposed <laughs> to be pregame fuel. I never did the energy drink stuff because that was a little bit that was the our, our slight difference in ages where that, that it comes just started becoming a big yeah, thing like I my remember. junior year of high school. And I, I never got it, but uh, I mean, my, again, drink it, drink a nineties Mountain Dew. You didn't need it to be an energy drink. It's pure sugar in your veins. And Sunny D's. I took a Mountain Dew every day at lunch at school in high school. Every day, every single day, I had a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Sunny D is kind of like what is the orange juice, what YooHoo is the chocolate milk. And I can say that because I've been recently drinking YooHoo because I got really stoned and ordered sixty-four little mini boxes of them. And I still got like thirty boxes left. Just me? Is that a lot of gum? That's a lot of YooHoo. It's a lot of gum. I mean, you see me have bring a few up in here. Little juice boxes, I've seen them. Yeah, and uh, I, I, bought, like, two, I bought like two cases. Just I don't know why. Well, I know why. Drugs, but you just said why. Yeah, <laughs> but I did. Nice. I, I mean, they're not bad, but 
It's definitely like milk's water. It's chocolate milk's watered down cousin. Texas said, turn on the show as Mike said, I'm excited to see who gets these balls. And my six year old said, that sounded sus. Your six year old's already saying sus. I, my, what is sus? Danny's eight year old. We've we had this discussion many times. Mm. It's like you're suspect. Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Danny's eight year old called him sus a few months ago. And I was like, I don't, I'm not ready for that. If, is the is the using of phrases now just where kids are just lazy and they just take a word and they go use like the first three letters of it to describe it as slang, which is lazy slang in its own right? But it's, not, it's how slang's always. Is it is that is this like a product of like the generation that also came up with their own nicknames by using their first letter and their first three letters of their last name? Are you calling other people lazy? Yes. Even though you've self admitted to being the laziest man in the world, um, we can smell our own. You said that. <laughs> you said that was with your pro skill. Yes. We can. comes off as a little hollow. I can. I we. I I know my own. Texas. What should our entrance music be? Crazy Train's the obvious choice. Oh, for for Louisville for football. As long as we come out through the Howard Schnellberger pipe blowing smoke, it's all. It's all yeah, great. and I don't want Crazy Train. That's what the Patriots came out for in the Super Bowl when they lost to the Eagles. Because we used to come out. We always we came out to ACDC for forever. I thought, what happened? Are we ready? I that was basically just like one game. No, I want. We I used want, to do, we do. We didn't run out to be ready. We would do re ready for the opening. The kickoff. kickoff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. This is a good off season topic. That and third down music, which we're not there. Third down music is July. That's when we hit. What should the third down music be? Third down music we're going to discuss all next week. I promise. When I come back from vacation, no, just straight third down no. music talk for five days. It's only allowed next week during the show, and then no more after that. That'll be you just doing. Five, like, I come back like <laughs> nobody. How was the solo show, TK? Five straight days of third down music talk. <laughs> Summer breeze is <laughs> what plays on third down. I get hyped. We should we should do like the most like opposite songs for hype on third down. I mean, how confused? Can you imagine being a quarterback walking up the huddle and he's just hearing like you know the Fox NFL why can't player we theme? Be, why can't we be friends? <laughs> the transition music from the early episodes of Boy Meets World. <laughs> just the, the, I was gonna say we're just the, the harp thing. <laughs> Texas, all I know is Scott and the boys up there in Cincy are going to work hoard, not hard, hoard. Because they dropped the R? I guess. Texas, the handstand man at Freedom Hall had polio. Sadat? Really? I don't know his name. Sadat was the man. He's, 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 he, he, he died a couple years that's ago. That's what I thought I would say. I he passed. Well, he's older. I figured as much. The only thing was bad about him was that they actually like told him he couldn't do it anymore. They did. It was a big thing. Yeah, was, so he, yeah. he used to come to games when I would go to Trinity like games as a kid, point, but... and he would always do handstands there. I think he did it a couple of other games too. And then he stopped doing that, but he would go to U of L games and do it. He actually, so his seats for the game were directly at Freedom Hall, were directly in front of Danny's seats. So I'd go to games and Sadat was always in the front row right in front of him. Okay. He actually got in trouble one time because he went out and did a handstand at midcourt and then yelled at the, at the ref when he was walking back to his seat. And they're like, you can't, you can't really do that, man. But he, yeah, he got told after a while. You can't do the handstand on the railing. It's a safety issue. Uh, yeah. I and he mean, was like, what if I put a net down there? What if we did that? And they were like, no, man. You can't, you, it sucked, but you kind of get where you're Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I want to hate on him for it, but I completely understand. Because, I mean, yeah, if he was, something was to happen, I mean, he may not even do anything, but you knew to say his family wouldn't. Or if right. he fell, maybe hit somebody they yeah. slew. I mean. Sadat can say all he wants. Like, yeah. I, 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 I would never do anything. I love this place. But if he fell and God forbid died. Who's to say a family member wouldn't? Yeah, I guess I repel it. Hit somebody and they got injured. I mean, you just don't. You, yeah, you never know what happened. Speaking of fans, I, I, I'll go back to text time real quick. But we joked a couple weeks ago 
about the A's and how there's no one showing up. And I, it's, I thought we were going about this yesterday. We didn't get around to it. No, we didn't. And, we, and you know how it's, it was so bad. People running on the field and doing the baseball. And like, they win a few games. Props to the Oakland A's fan base. They're filling this place out now. Well, they're doing a reverse boycott. Just to, yes, this is awesome. Did you have, I mean, they had a thing where they were, I don't know what clip it was. They were showing, I mean, the catcher couldn't even hear the anything the because they're so loud. Yeah, their whole thing is basically to be like, I love it. Yeah, the, the owner's trying to say, we're moving because nobody's showing up to the game. Yes. And they want to communicate to the MLB that, like, it's all just greed. Like, like we we want to support the team. We're not showing up because we hate this owner so much and because we know he's he's not doing the right things and he's so greedy and all that stuff. So let's just show. And so they, I think they had 30000 at their game the other That's night. That's awesome. For the reverse boycott. Did you see the fan who was holding up? He held up a sign. I'm a little amazed you retweeted that because it's a spoiler. I don't care. I mean, it's, it's it's not really a big spoiler. No, it's but not. It's, it's... He held up a sign that said, Ted Lasso, Season 3, yeah. Episode 10, 45, 48 through 48, uh, 51, which is a clip, if you look at it, where Rebecca is shaming the owners and saying how much more money do yeah, any of you clip, all really yeah. need, uh, which is a, just a, a great poll by the fan. Yeah, it's not much of a tease because the story, that whole storyline was dumb anyway, kind of. It's a, it, it was it was a cool thing, and I, I do, I feel bad. It just seems wrong to move the A's out of Oakland, and I hate it for them. It does feel weird. I mean, it felt weird moving the Raiders out of there, right, though. I mean... A little bit, but I mean, the Raiders had moved around already before. Well, just know? L.A. and Oakland back yeah, and forth, kind of. And football, I feel like, moves around. I don't know. The A's just seem like it's it's Oakland. Like, that's their team. I grew I, Maybe just because I grew up with the A's being so good and such a big part of late A's, early 90s baseball, it just seems so wrong for them to go somewhere else. Who was who was who the last baseball team to, to, to change cities? Was it Montreal? Yeah. That would have to be Montreal, yeah. Before then, I mean, you're going, good Lord, you're going all the way back to, I mean, you're thinking, I'm thinking maybe even like West Coast expansion, you know, I, Giants and Dodgers days, right? Probably. I mean. I mean, you've been, like, there's always, there was talk for a while The Angels there. changed their name a few times, but they never really moved, right? Well, they moved to Lo- Los Angeles. They, they yeah, but Los they were Angeles, in Anaheim, and yeah. it's all in the same area anyway. It's all, I mean, not with traffic, but it's all with. You take away all the traffic. You're talking about like less than like 35 minutes or so, like round trip between all those places. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there were always there were rumors for a while about the Mariners potentially moving. It never happened. But yeah, the yeah, it's been a while. So the last time before the Expos became the Nationals, and that was not that was, was just because the, Montreal just pretty much gave up the the team. The I mean, last time it happened was the Washington Senators becoming the Texas Rangers in 1972. I forgot they even moved. So that's a long time. And before that, it was the Seattle Pilots becoming the Milwaukee Brewers in 69. That has to be the least amount of all the sports franchises. Yeah, for sure. NBA's moved around willy-nilly for years. I mean, they they all kinds of bouncing around. NFL didn't do it a whole lot until you had that 90s run. You had, When you had Houston, mm-hmm. the Cleveland, and, and the Rams all do it because the NFL was like, we're not expanding. We're only going to do two teams and like six cities wanted a team. All right, we got about five minutes. Let's rush through right, these sorry. as quickly as we can. Uh, Texas, Keeneland grass racing is way better than Churchill. I agree with that, actually. I'm all for grass. Texas, Florida State, and Clemson are the most SEC-like environments in the ACC. That being said, UNC, when they're decent, looks like a cool road trip. Oh, bleep, I just started a realignment rumor. I agree with that. <laughs> Although Clemson is on it. When it comes to like tailgating environment and the fans and all that stuff, Clemson's on a different level than Florida State. UNC when they're I, like I went to a game two games where they were just kind of like okay I can see when they're really good that being a Keen Stadium being a cool place to be the tailgating is it's just because like you go to all these different lots that are kind of like enshrined by trees 
and like it's just it's really pretty. But, but can you say the same thing? That same that kind of atmosphere is the same as like Boston College, right? No. Don't they have a nice atmosphere? Or is this another no. one where the TV lied to me? BC sucks. BC's terrible. I mean, if you like North Carolina, wouldn't you like you Duke? Can tailgate on their baseball field. That's the big tailgating lot. <laughs> I mean, Duke's only like ten minutes away. Duke, nobody goes to the games. That's true. Texture says, um, Mike, podcast listener, listening to the show from yesterday, and I'm totally a national parks dad. We've taken our son to 15 to 20 national parks and monuments. His two favorite are Yosemite and the Great Sands Dunes in Colorado. Our goal is to get to every one of them. The kid is eight, by the way. He's been going to national parks with us since he was about 10 months old. I'd love you. I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to start. Can't over. wait to have to start taking him again because he's not remembering any of the ones before now. Oh, I can't wait. Texture says, Trev, how many years would you have to be facing to swim across the Ohio River? Apparently, a suspect was arrested after leading Louisville police in a chase, and he swam across the Ohio River today. Oh, man. If I'm facing anything over a year, I'm doing it. I like swimming, and I hate prison. I'm too big and cuddly for prison. They would eat me up. (laughs) (laughs) Those butt joints. I'm just cuddly. What can I say? Texture says, we already talked about this. Texture says, what was St. Matt's PD training for? Arresting people on Twitter. Uh, that was a bad one. I'm going to practice arresting people at Wagner because that's what they well, think. Well, do you know Wagner. what the story he's referring to is? No. The dude got arrested for making the jokes about Jeff Brom and Trinity back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember, yeah. Texture says, Mike, did you hit dingers in high school? I hit four dingers in high school, so not I really. I think that's slang for something else, buddy. It is. I think it's a baseball term. <laughs> I don't think it is. What do you think it's hitting dingers in high school is baseball? I think it's a term for for less attractive women. No, it's not. <laughs> Texas, are you guys old enough to have drank Tang? I did drink Tang. Yeah, Tang. It was, yeah, it was not good. Tang was disgusting. I agree. Texas, says, go back to O Fortuna. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. O Fortuna is that the the Carmina Burana that walk off walk the, the classical the opera that they used to run out to. Mm-hmm. Texture says it's not him that would sue. It's an insurance company that would have sued U of L facilities. Yeah, regardless, it was, it sucked. I hated it, but it was the right thing for, for U of L to do, with as far as the Sadat thing is concerned. Texture yeah, says uh, he can speak. He speaks Latin fluently. He can tell you the ERA of pitcher Dave Steve in 1982. His endless source of parenting knowledge is matched only <laughs> by his dense vocabulary of words he pronounces incorrectly. And he smokes cigarettes in the shower. TK is the most enig- enigmatic man in the world. I don't speak Latin fluently, but well. Do you speak flu- Latin at all? Um, I can speak a little. I, I, I uh, uh, speak in Sidosh. Doesn't sound like Latin. That's just German. I was gonna say. It. Um, <laughs> Dave speed Dave Steve is a man is a man among um, among boys. He's the only the only Cy Young winner in Toronto Buddhist history. What do you guess that Dave Steve's career area was? I want to see how close you can get here. Um, career ERA. Let's see if the text was right. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, you, he just I think said eighty two, but um, John think he was on the team in eighty two. Uh, his career ERA would have been I'm gonna say four point three seven. Three point four four. He was the Sporting News Pitcher of the Year in 1982. Oh, was he? He was. Toronto was, a, I mean, a, a brand-new franchise in 76. He was a Blue Jay from 79 to 92. Yeah, he was, he was the man in the 80s. Okay, so do you want to guess Dave Steve's ERA from 1982? Oh, 82? Because that's what the texture was saying. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, 3.68. 3.25. Oh, I was off. I, I, oh, that's right. They called that hit an error. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, one last angry rant for the show. Here we go. When a, when a player gets a hit, okay, and it goes, like, into the gap or something, and they stretch it to, like, they try to, or it, it goes, it should be a single, and they try to stretch it to a single, and they get thrown out, okay, at second? Try to stretch it to a double? Try to stretch it to a double, yeah, and they get thrown out at second. Okay. That shouldn't go down as a hit on their record. Because <laughs> if they've been, because it's their dumb behind that's making it, they're, if, they, if you're not standing on a base for a maximum of one pitch posture at bat, then you should not be recorded. You should not get a hit. I've never really thought about this, but that's unfair, right? Because you get to first safely, though. Yes, but you, but you, but you're not on base now because you tried to get to second. But you tried to be greedy. Then, but so you're being greedy and you're being rewarded for for a hit on uh, your stats. And we all know if there's one sport that looks all about stats, it's baseball. Baseball and stats is the, is the most important thing about it. It's all about the numbers. You know what the difference between hitting 250 and 300 is? 25 hits. Both flares. One more CNI single. And this man right here, Josh Hawkins, who hit 357 at Louisville. That's a career, man. On that note, perfect <laughs> note to go out today. We got one more day this week. <laughs> We were now pissed off of my hit double thing. <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of I don't think you should get rewarded. I think that's cruel. All right. I mean, there's nothing to watch tonight. But there's no games to pick. <laughs> Not a thing to watch. Watch just, the bats play tonight. Come out to Thursday, Thursday. Just desperate summer despair outside of the Louisville bats who are in action against St. Paul. Uh, again, you can hear all that action right here on 1450 The Big X. Keep it locked. Go bats. Go cards. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. And I hate everything. Everything about you